Broadcasting live from Global Headquarters and RP Enterprises in Greenwood, Missouri. Stand by on this frequency. After 22 years of entertaining FM radio listeners across the U.S., across the U.S., this man is the owner and executive producer of the award-winning Heartland Waterfowl on Sportsman's Channel, CEO and founder of Dumar Chemical Solutions, and the man behind the mic of Papa Ron Radio Voiceovers and Production. He's the man, the myth. The legend, a global icon, future Nobel Prize winner, and of course he paid me to say all this. Really? Literally. Welcome to the Papa Ron Podcast. Here's your host, Ronnie Phillips. Ronnie Phillips. We're back at it with episode 23 of the Papa Ron Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just cranking them out one after another. And each week I get a little bit more and more excited because of the subjects, the topics that we're going to have with the guest. And today's guest has been a fixture to the Kansas City Metro for many, many years. I think we just said, what, 27? 27, 27 years. On behalf of Jillian Gregg and myself, welcome to the Papa Ron Podcast. Mr. Terry Franz. Yay! Thank you, guys. Otherwise known as the Car Santa. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. This is really cool. <laughs> I got Car Santa in my house. Right? I said that about Louis. I mean, I kind of am Twitter-pated a little bit and from the standpoint, like, <laughs> you're kind of a celebrity in Kansas City, you know? For like, sure. we had Louis Aguiar in here, and I just opened up that podcast saying, man, this is, this is kind of weird. I got Louis Aguiar. Yeah. Like a freaking yeah, car no Santa yeah. in my basement. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, we're not quite to Christmas yet. No. So, but you so did dress Santa, a, Well, you, I, I wore, you know, the Santa, Santa shirt. But, but yes. Terry you did know. not wear the Santa hat. Yeah, not, quite, not quite yet. Not quite yet. <laughs> Soon. Uh, well, look, thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to dive into everything that uh, Cars for Heroes does. That is the organization. The website is Cars the number four heroes.org for 27 years, approximately you have been helping out those who are less fortunate by giving them a vehicle. Um, but before we get into all of that, I'd like to get to know Terry a little bit more on a personal level. All right. So um, of course, naturally I kind of start every episode like this, but kind of give me the back history of Terry and as it kind of transitioned into what inspired you to even get to where you're, such a charitable person. I have no idea. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. I got started. Uh, it was actually 1996. I had a car lot, and I was thinking. Uh, well, I've had many businesses. Uh, it started. Uh, I've always been kind of a entrepreneur of sorts. I started a business in Overland Park, and it was called uh, Tinker's Take and Bake. Uh, I decided I was going to make pizzas and let people cook them at home. Oh, it, an interesting thing. <laughs> Long before there was Papa, Papa Murphy's. I was going to say, I think you yeah. should have named it Papa Murphy's yeah. and maybe. <laughs> yeah, I ended up selling that and going into that. My my wife is a Did you sell it to them? No, I just saw, I, no, I sold it to, uh, to a guy in Overland Park and he wasn't very successful. He didn't keep it going, but uh, I went into the hair business because my wife was a hairdresser. So okay. we started with that. 
Okay. And my real background was grocery stores. I came to Kansas City to open the very first price choppers in Kansas City. Oh, wow. When they were a new concept. They were a box store concept. And uh, it was when the economy kind of sucked like it does now. And people <laughs> decided they were going to find a cheaper way to do groceries. And so it came into the warehouse. What year concept. would that have been then? Oh, it was in the late 70s, probably 79, oh. somewhere in there. Okay, so we're going backwards then. Yeah. So you went from 1996 to now we're into the well, 70s. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's what brought me to Kansas City. Gotcha, yeah. okay. But I ended up in the 90s in the, in the car business. And um, Where were you, where, where at? I was in Raytown. Um, I, uh, I had a, a little, well, it actually started over in uh, Kansas City, Missouri first. We evolved into Raytown, but... I thought, how do I tell the whole city I exist? Come buy a car from me. I'm a decent guy yeah. without spending 150 grand because I didn't have 150 grand. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I sat down one day and I. It was when uh, special chance finance just started. Before this, it was buy here, pay here lots. There was no lenders, but all of a sudden lenders started coming up and help people with bad credit, and that was kind of my expertise. Um, but there was some people that just couldn't get a car. Maybe they didn't make enough money or, you know, it wasn't always a credit issue. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, why don't we, for Christmas, mm-hmm. why don't we give some cars away to help people that just can't get a car? How and long then, had you been in the automobile industry before you came up with that year. idea? One year. year. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And that was the idea initially was to drive awareness to your right. location, right? Right. Okay. Uh, without without, you know, going out and spending a bunch of money in advertising or trying to convince, you know, car lots that are spending 60 grand a month in advertising. I'm yeah. just a little guy, you know, I yeah. can spend a couple grand. Sure. And uh, so, uh, and we started at the concept and I went to um, my partner at the time. Um, he's the owner of Jess and Jim's restaurants here. I love me some years. Jess and Jim's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, minute, talk to me. Why are we not having them on the show oh, for some reason? Gosh. And they could bring steak. Well, that that could be kind of easy because he's my brother-in-law. So. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm a big fan of Jess and Jim's. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Well, Man, I can just taste that ribeye right now coming <laughs> I, on that I, hot skillet plate. I don't ever go plate. there because he never charges what? me. I feel guilty. And that's in, uh, I have to sneak in on a Sunday when he's not there. So, <laughs> oh, my so. goodness. Oh, okay. But, uh, I got, all right. I'll, I'll try to get my mind off yeah. that ribeye right now. Anyway, so go but, ahead. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we, uh, uh, he, he was friends with Randy Miller on Q104. Randy sure. ate at Jess and Jim's all the time. Sure. So we called <laughs> Randy. Free. Yeah. And he free. was finding <laughs> for free. Right, for free. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we went down to talk to Randy. I said, how would you like to give cars away to people for Christmas? And his eyes popped up, and uh, and he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, no, we're not going to give them fancy new cars. Yeah. We're going to take basic transportation. We're going to make sure they're mechanically sound, engine's good, transmission's good, air blows hot and cold, and, you know, maybe the radio doesn't work. Maybe the back window doesn't roll down. You know, we, we get by, but it wasn't mm-hmm. about a prize or something fancy. It was basic transportation and giving it to people that just didn't have any hope of getting a car. Okay, and uh, he says, "Well, how, how many cars you want to give?" And I said, "Well, let's we get. I'll give six cars away for Christmas." And I said, "We're going to have to find the people that need the car, so the radio could help by, you know, we'll do a little promotion on the radio and see who applies." Mm-hmm. Okay. So this was before a big internet presence. Yeah, uh, people had to fax in their applications to <laughs> what us. What year and, would this be? I have no idea. You, you, 
I would I would guess it. Well, probably ninety six was the first year we started. So ninety five, okay. ninety six. Okay. Yeah, and okay. so yeah, they would fax them or mail them. Yeah, and uh, we we'd get the applications, and Randy looked at me and said, "Well, what do we call it?" And I said, "Well, we're giving them away at Christmas." I said, "Cards for Christmas," <laughs> and so, you know, wasn't a lot big big yeah. uh, thought process there. Yeah. And so he did, and he helped us promote it on the radio. And the first year, we gave six cars away. Every major TV station showed up. Channel 4, 5, 9, 41 were all there to watch us give cars away because we gave them away Christmas Eve morning, mm-hmm. the day before Christmas. So, uh, and it was very heartwarming. At the dealership. At the dealership. Of course, right. that would be the brilliant marketing move. Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, Kansas City Star we got and, you know, all the little papers. Everybody wrote a story on it. Probably got $180,000 worth of advertising for giving six cars away and those six cars approximately cost me about eight thousand dollars it wasn't it wasn't wow. a lot of money wow, wow. um <laughs> but when we were there and my employees the look on everybody's face when they saw who we were helping and saw what it what it did for the people the people weren't saying oh this car isn't nice enough they were so happy that yeah. they had transportation yeah and we read the stories on why they needed a car and uh um, we put a lot of thought behind who we were going to help well, that escalated. And the next year, we did 15 cars. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I got a little help from some other people uh, that watched what we did. And again, all the TV shows up again. Mm-hmm. And we promoted it on the radio. Well, the next year, I sold my car lot. Didn't have it. But I stayed in the car business. So every dealership I went to, I'd say, hey. Why, why did you sell the car lot? Wasn't making money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a great marketing idea, but yeah. it did not boom my business okay. and take off. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so we uh, we got out of that, and uh, and I would go to the the next dealership, and I'd say, "Hey, I'm going to bring all the TV out if you help me with get some cars." And of course, the big dealerships had the, that kind of money; that was no big deal to give it away. And and so we every and if you know the car business, I would change dealerships almost every year. I mm-hmm. I did it with the uh, Olathe Toyota. I did it uh, with yep. the Kia store in Independence. I did a lot of different people. Okay, and. Um, the, uh, the third year, um, I decided to switch radio stations, and I called uh, Max, Tana, and Moffat were on uh, KY, and I called, and, and Tana answered the phone, and I said, hey, how would you like to give cars away for Christmas to people? And she jumped right on it, and so I was with them for nine years of doing What this. year would that be when you switched away? 98. 98. Yeah. So was Randy butt hurt that you left him? Actually, I tried to get a hold of Randy, but Randy kind of decided he was going to do it in himself. Oh, and uh, and had made doesn't plans. need you no more, doesn't huh? Need, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't really, you know. Randy was a guy that you know he loved the promotion end of it, but yeah, I get it. This was my passion, so I get this it. was more than sure to me than. Uh, so you move over to to one hundred and two, and they they hop skip. Took yeah, you they, on. they jumped right on it, and uh, every year, and, I mean, they really uh, took the bull by the horns, and it ended up, it, it, this whole process evolved to where they, every year that I'd tell Tana, and she'd say, well, how many cars are you going to do? And I'd, I'd raise it up and say, well, we're going to do 25. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I had no idea what we were going to do, <laughs> but we did. But they helped me because we'd start about Thanksgiving, and we'd go on the radio every morning, and we'd read a story about somebody that needed a car that sent the story in okay. and say, this is why they need it. And then we would call them. 
and we'd talk to them on the phone and kind of interview them and ask them about their story and things. And during this process, we'd decide we're going to give them a car, and we'd say, well, we're going to give you a car. People listened to that on the radio, and the response was unbelievable because the radio just, the phone rang off the hook for 30, sure. 40 minutes after the show. Yeah. Uh, the people that either wanted to help or, you know, that's how we got the cars donated. They heard why we did this. Tis the season, baby. Right. And uh, it kind of escalated, and then it escalated to where I said, well, you know, everybody hears a new story every day, but I said, not everybody listens to the radio all morning. Usually they're in their car on the way home. So I said, why don't we do one early at 6 o'clock in the morning uh, that we did yesterday, mm-hmm. and then they can hear it today, and then we'll do a new one at uh, like 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So they they started doing that. Well, twice a day they're airing this, or twice a morning they're airing these stories, and they're two different stories. And it evolved, and it ended up that we started doing it at Thanksgiving, and we did it every day until the Christmas event, which we still held at that time, we, we still did it on Christmas Eve mornings. Okay. And, but it just got bigger and it got bigger. Well, this escalated until the year of Katrina. I don't remember what year that was, mm. but I remember Max that? looking at me. Oh, five? Well, that's right. I was going to say it was six. Yeah, but that, yeah. But I looked at Max and, I, and, and, and Tana both, and I, they said, well, how many are we going to do this year? And I said, 50. And they looked at me like I was crazy. I said, 50. And Tana says, how many you got? And I said, none. (laughs) And it was Thanksgiving. Oh, Oh my. my. Uh, But we did it. And we raised 50 cars. Now, I I tended to spend a little more money fixing those cars because some of them probably weren't going to get fixed. But the goal was to get 50 cars. Yeah. 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 And we we did it that year at the Overland Park Convention Center because it was so big. It needed a big parking Mm -hmm. lot. And, again, all the TV shows up. But we started giving them away at 4.30 in the morning because that's when the news started. Yeah. So all the news stations came out, and they would go back and forth yeah. uh, from their station. to do. And I gave each one of them uh, their own story, their own car. You know, we had enough that nobody mm-hmm. had to uh, overlap. I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, do the people know? Are, are you still doing it on New Year's? You said New Year's more or New Year's Christmas, morning. Christmas morning. Yeah. You doing it Christmas morning or Christmas Eve morning? I can't. Christmas remember. Eve morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do the people who are winning the car know that they're getting the car? Yeah, almost, almost all of them did. Um, there's we always threw a few surprises in there where they didn't know, and I, I would trick them. I'd say, "Hey, uh, we've given all the cars away, but why don't you bring your family down? You know, we got free child safety seats because uh, huh. we have an organization, the." Uh, Kansas and Missouri Safety Council that would come and give you know, mm-hmm. the Highway Patrol would install all the child safety seats all for free, so they would think they're coming down for the child safety seats and why they're there. And we got them on TV. We'd surprise them and give them the car. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, that. uh, and here's so, the other question I had. You talked mm-hmm. about in the early days when you first started, and that these people would have to fax. <laughs> yes, fax. Okay, fax so if they could, like, I'm trying to think back then. Like, I know I didn't have a fax machine in our house. Right. No, it was it was either like a workplace or like the Kinkos, library. The Kinkos, library. There's or, lots of places they go, but a lot of them you can mail, mail them. them. Yeah. I mean, a lot so of people. So if I'm them. listening and I'm, about, I'm down on my luck and I need a vehicle and I'm telling, being told I got to go fax something in order to get into when I got to go to Kinko's, 
to send a fax. And they yeah. don't have a car. And they don't have, that's it. Yeah, that's no, what we, we had people that got in the cab and drove to our dealership and dropped the application Yeah, some off. people dropped okay. off applications. I mean, well. they, whatever, they, they needed a car. They find a way to get it there. Okay. Um, if they if they had the connections, maybe there was somebody at their job that had a fax, and they'd say, would you fax the story in, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it wasn't unusual for somebody to either bring them, and I remember watching cabs pull up out front where the people get out of the cab and drop it off for us, and then back in the cab and back home. People would still find a way to get around. Yeah. In that first year, do you have any recollection of, you you said you did seven cars? How many cars did you do the first year? I think we did six the first year. Six years? Okay. Do you remember how many people you, like, who entered that that, that you had to, like, Um, turn away? Like, how hard? That had to be. That's tough. Yeah, it was hard. And I've learned how to do that over over 27 Mm -hmm. years. Sure. yeah, uh, I we'd uh, my wife and I'd sit down with a pile and we'd read them and there would be a possible, um, you know, there were three categories and all of them were we're going to get a car. It's just how bad you needed the car and where we thought we could do the most good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just have to keep eliminating and say, well, not this one or these stories are better. Or, this person needs it worse. It was very difficult in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, and people always wondered, well, you know, there's people out there going to scam you. Well, we weren't giving away fancy cars. That was the, my right. next question. Did yeah. you ever have anyone try to pull a fast one? I mean, surely Not, no one in 27 years has tried to pull yeah, a fast one. There's been a few that are sketchy. But, again, it comes down to, you know, and this is the way I personally looked at it is, okay, so they got a $1,800 car. Yeah. It's not like I gave him a house, right, you know. Right. Okay, we got scammed, right. um, but when people realized what they, you know, they weren't getting a forty thousand dollar car out there, then then it eliminates a lot of the people that are trying to pull it over your eyes. These are, you know, and believe me, out of twenty seven years of reading these stories, I still read two three hundred stories a day, every a day? day on my phone. Absolutely, I cleaned them off when we went on the radio this morning, and what did we get out of there by ten? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, nine something. I went home. I cleaned off all the applications. I just looked. I was sitting outside your house before I came in, and I have 27 applications just since noon to give you an idea how many I get a day. So I all day long am on the phone reading applications as I go through. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I have a process on how I process them. Right. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but because I've talked to Terry about this lots of times. At some point, and I'm curious if this was from the very beginning or was this something that came however many years into it, but don't you get gut feelings about them sometimes where, like, it's just kind of a, like, you can't, something about it, Mm -hmm. it's just a, I mean, there's no better way to describe it. There's a gut feeling. Right. So was that from the very beginning or? Um, Yes, it really was. Uh, When you see, when you, the first year you give them away and you see who you're helping, it's not hard to weed out the people that really need the help. Yeah. Um, you can tell by the way, what they tell you, you know, it's not hard to say when they say, uh, my wife is dying of cancer. She's got six months to live. We've got two kids under the age of five. I don't know how I'm going to get them anywhere. Our car just broke down and we're borrowing. People are coming and giving us rides. And then now they're not answering a phone because people are getting tired of giving us rides. We don't know what, you know, the desperation's there. It's not hard. To, I don't have to dig real deep. When yeah. you got a story like that. Yeah. Uh, now, as we've gotten to give more cars away, the stories aren't all horrific. Some of them are just a story where I need a car. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, I don't worry about the scamming part. I'm sure we get scammed or have, you know, over the years sometime here and there. 
but they're not. It's like I say, I didn't give them a forty thousand dollar car. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you gave somebody fifteen hundred bucks and it didn't work out. Okay. Well, and here's the thing: is that if somebody scammed you and for an eighteen hundred dollar car, yeah. then yeah. they probably really needed the eighteen hundred dollar yes. car. Yes, they absolutely. just went about it a pretty shady way. Well, there's right. there's a couple right. ways to look at that. That's we found over the years is we get somebody that donates a pretty nice car to us. Okay. And they say, well, I really want to go to a veteran. Mm. I understand that. That's what we're there for. Uh, but I, well, I'll give you a story. This happened six months ago. A guy called me and said, I, I've got a car. It's a nice car, but I want to make sure it goes to a veteran. I don't want one of these people to auction it off and just mm-hmm. get the money. Mm-hmm. And he described the car to me. Well, I've been in the car business 30 years. I know what a car is worth. Just tell me what the so car is. So what kind is. of car is it? This, this was a Honda Accord that, okay. that he gave us. I said, that's even wholesale is about $11,000 car. I said, that's not what I do. I said, the reason I don't is because people get down and out. People are hungry. I can't be mad at them for that. But then they take, I try to give them a car for transportation, and they take it down, and they sell it at a dealership or something, take the money, and they go feed their family. Well, I I can't be mad at them, Mm -hmm. but that's not what I do. It defeats the purpose of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give them transportation so they can lift themselves up and their life move on. Yeah, and uh, so I looked at him. I, I mean, I went out to meet him because you know, th- that doesn't happen every day. And I said, "Why do you want to give this car?" And he said, "Well, to be honest with you, I have leukemia. I'm going to be dead in six weeks." And he said, "I just want to make sure it goes to a, a hero." And I said, "Well, here's what I would do with it because I'm honest with them all." Mm. I said, "I don't give eleven thousand, twelve thousand dollar cars away, but what I'd do is I'll trade it for four cars and we'll help four veterans with it." And his eyes lit up and said, yeah. Hmm. And that's what we did with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if I give a $2,500 car, the chances are they're going to use it for the purpose we want to and lift themselves up. Right. Um, So we learned a lot of things over the years, what we do. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say some of the cars aren't nicer than that, because they are. We we give nicer ones away, but we're a little more careful on who we pick to get that car that it doesn't end up just getting sold. And um, another thought, another question I had through all of this is, or a couple things. One, when, <clears throat> because you talked about they may not be, everything may not be working, but everything that is important has to work, right? So do sure. you run everything through like a, a, a D, what do they call it, DOT inspection and all of that kind of stuff? We, we, it has to pass basically a Missouri inspection that okay. they run through on the Missouri side. You don't have to in Kansas, but we, we'd have the same criteria. We run through, uh, the vehicles, we don't want to give them a car that develops a problem. And I'll tell you what I tell them all. And when we do the paperwork, I say, now, look, we want to give you this car. And we haven't signed it. It's just like if you buy a car. It's called a hold harmless that every dealership has you sign that says uh, none of our donors are responsible. If the tires fall off or somebody gets hurt, you know, you accepted this for the mm-hmm. way it comes. Mm-hmm. And there's no warranty. And I tell them up front, there's no warranty in this car. But I tell them, now, between you and me, if in the first 60, 90 days something major happens, like the engine goes out or the tranny goes out, I probably won't fix it. But you call me, and I'll just give you a different car. Okay. Okay. And that's how we've handled that. Now, Does that it, happen very often? Well, it happens. They're used cars. It yeah. doesn't. But And I'm prepared for that. Here's where okay. other people that do, have done this with me or done it like me, where they don't have an extra car. So when yeah. that car blows up, they have to tell the people, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, I've always got cars. Even if I'm giving 50 away, I got 57 of them just in case. Really? The ones broke up. Yeah, well, it happens. They're used cars. Okay, so I got a question about that, Mm -hmm. but I want to go back to another question that I had earlier is how, if these people are down on their luck, how do they pay for, I mean, you're giving them a car, but they still got to license the car. Mm -hmm. Do you help them with that, or is that still on them? How does that whole process work? Well, again, the cars aren't expensive cars. Now, when they're given the car, it's a gift, so there is no tax, so they have no sales tax. Mm-hmm. They may have personal property or something like that, mm-hmm. but typically the cars are older that were given away, mm-hmm. and all they really have to do is have insurance. Now, part of the criteria when I select them, if they don't have any, you know, I check on what their income is. If they don't have enough money to have a car, I don't give them a car. Okay. You know, it's that simple. Now, it doesn't take much. All you need is $50 a month for liability insurance. You know, you can get full coverage and spend more on liability. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you have personal property tax. So lots of, lots of ca- most cases, under $100, they're rolling. Okay. Now, if they don't have $100, I probably shouldn't have given them a car because they can't afford it. They can't put the gas in it. They can't right. keep it insured. Right. They're going to develop mm-hmm. a problem down the line. So we look at that as part of the criteria. Okay. And if they can afford it or maybe they have a disability in income, but they just don't have any money right now, mm-hmm. when we have our events, all I got to do is say something like that on the radio and somebody whips out a $100 bill and says, here, go. Right. So we have ways to doing that. And push comes to shove. I don't want to make it public that I'll do it, but I do it. Sure. Um, but I don't want them to stand in line waiting for me all to do it. Exactly, so, yeah. But, uh, but if, hmm. if that's a problem, then, then we, th- you know. So you can't believe there's been people that were hungry when we came and gave them a car. And I watched them eat over in the corner, and I gave them money and says, look, go feed your family. Go, go mm-hmm. eat something today here. Sure. Uh, and that's why at our Christmas event, we would have um, Whole Foods or Price Chopper or somebody show up, and they fill the cars up, all of them, with groceries for Christmas. Mm-hmm. We have child safety seats we give away. Mm-hmm. Um Toys. Tied, tied toys. We yeah. have Michael Bergen with Hands to Heart. Brings he gives twenty thousand dollars worth of toy or twenty thousand toys away a year mm. at different functions, and he comes to our function every year and gives all the kids toys. So everybody goes home with toys for Christmas. So it's turned into like a festival of giving. Sure, absolutely, it's huge. And uh, it's huge. Tied dry cleaners. They bring cleaning products from Procter and Gamble. I mean, we have a lot of people that that pitch in, and we fill the cars up with everything we can possibly every year. Uh, Smithville used to give us hams, and we'd put Christmas hams in all the cars. So that they had food, they had hams, they had, you know, we've had Christmas trees we've given them away with mm-hmm. the cars. If they didn't have the stuff or if part of their story was, well, we, we don't have anything, we, we help, we'd talk on the radio and help them get that. And I would tell people, I can't coordinate everything, but if you want to help this family, just bring it down to our event mm-hmm. and hand it to them personally. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no middle middleman here. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people don't have a Christmas tree. If you got a cr- Christmas tree, bring it on down, and we'll tie it to the top of the car and send them home. <laughs> so, um, if we know the story is that, there's lots of other things, and people, you know, people feel great to come down and. and I tell people all the time; they always say, "Well, how does it feel to do that?" You know, the the look. It isn't. Uh, oh boy, I won a prize. It's relief. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, sure. I can get my kid to the doctor. Oh, boy. Things that I've picked up, people don't always, you don't always see it. But I had a gal, I remember, certain ones stick in my head. She was with her daughter. Her daughter was uh, about Everly's age. And, and she looked at her daughter, and she says, uh, now, Susie, when we go to the store, we can buy what we want instead of what we can carry. 
I don't know, but who thinks about that? Yeah. Right. But yeah, if you got a box of Tide and and a case of Coke, you got you can't carry it all home. Right. So you got to take multiple trips. It may be, you know, eight or nine blocks down the street. But there's lots of things I've seen that uh, that of course motivate me when I when I see the real story and, and you you look at the people and they're they're sincere when they say it. I mean, that, this mm-hmm. is a part of struggles. My struggle is. I got a bad foot, so I got to hobble to the car. You know, that's all. Yeah. I get in the car and I go somewhere and I take care of it. Sure. But uh, over the years, I've I, you know, I've ta- when you talk to the people and you see the struggles, um, the relief that's on their face when you hand them those keys is what it's all about. Because <laughs> it's like, oh man, look what we can do now. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't think about it because we got a car to sure. the driveway. Right. Um, so, it, and everybody that joins me always stays. That's why they stay with me 10 years doing this. They never get tired of it. They never mm-hmm. get tired of seeing that look on the face. And if we go to the, uh, uh, the heart foundation, we all donate money and we feel good. We helped out, but nothing changes. We just gave them some money to help mm-hmm. with us. They have a problem. We solve the problem. We hand them the keys. We give them their, fix their problem. And, that's probably what brings most of the people to us is they say, oh, look, we help somebody. We fix something. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at the look on the, those kids' face. You know, I see kids jump in the cars like, oh, mom, dad, we got a car. <laughs> you know, and, and we don't think anything of it. Right. Um, of course, when you hand them a car and toys and they got food and, yeah. you know, you see, you know, you know the, the hungry people because they're digging through the food in the trunk before they're, they're right. looking at the toys. But, uh, wow. uh, but it's fun, fun feeling. So I was sitting here thinking of all the years I've known Terry and I've worked with Terry for the last year, but I don't know that I know the story of how you transition from, not that you don't still do cards for Christmas, because we do, it's coming up just a few weeks away, um, but how you transition from only doing cards for Christmas to then cards for Heroes and how long it was just Christmas time and all that. I don't know if I know that. Well, so do you just have, how many events a year do you have? Well... We have a lot of fundraisers during the year, but the main events is we have Veterans Day and Christmas. Okay. Is their big ones. Two. Got it. Well, it all started, it kind of started with Max Tannen Moffat, and Max Floyd called me the car Santa yeah. one year. Hmm. And that kind of stuck, and the beard come out every, <laughs> every year now. Now it's on all year. He's, oh, getting, the, he's, oh, he's oh. getting there. It's getting, I see him every, about every week, and every, I see it getting thicker and thicker. Longer, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, the year we gave 50 of them away, all the news was out there going live back and forth. And I found out that even with four TV stations and the live radio, I could only give 25 cars away. And then the news went away. News was over. Yeah. In the morning is 10. They're, they're gone. And so the other 25, I'm just giving away in the parking lot. And I thought my marketing skills came in. I thought, yeah. well, instead of doing this 50 at Christmas thing, maybe I should do one every week. Hmm. And that's how we got started every week. And okay. so then the radio station says, oh, that'd be great. Well, it was a July, and the car Santa was giving cars away <laughs> for cars for Christmas in July. And I looked at the guys. I said, this just doesn't sound right. <laughs> right. And this was the time of the first Gulf War. So we started getting a lot of applications from people that were serving overseas or maybe they, uh, their significant other served and the other, other one was at home and maybe the wife's car broke down, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, let's, let's during this, the warm months, let's do Cars for Heroes and just help veterans and we'll add first responders. 
uh, fire, police, EMTs, and uh, and we'll make that a feature. And every week we'll give a car away mm-hmm. on every Monday, and we'll call it Military Mondays. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how it got started. And, and so, so what, what year was that? That was the year of Katrina, so whatever that okay. was. In the so you're still on 102 doing this? Still on, uh, still on 102. How long did the... Well, actually, it was 99.7 KY. <clears throat> KY, they, yeah. They changed um, how long did that last with, with KY until you moved over to, um, to, well, uh, we started in 98 and I let, went nine years with them and then their radio station blew up. KY doesn't exist anymore. Right. And instantly I got a phone call from 101 to Fox and they said, Hey, you want to come over here? Mm. Sure. And, uh, so I did. And then, uh, been with them ever since, huh? Been, yeah. Ever wow. since then. Well, Every and, Monday. and we've added as for about six years, I did it with, uh, kfkf also okay that we did it uh, just in the summer they had the summer of freedom so oh I, yeah i yep. would do f- freedom fridays and military mondays that so we did on two different stations okay so i got to get back to one of my original questions then um where are you putting all of these cars well we've got a lot out in bon- just outside of bonner springs that you have a lot okay yeah, all yeah, right. we have a couple of them we have to buy extra property so we've got them <laughs> to park them till we can how many cars on. do you have right now Oh, well, I have a guy in operations, Brian, who goes on the radio with us, and he's got a tow company and a repair shop. Okay. But he goes and picks up all the cars, and he's also, I tell I don't really participate in that anymore. I go give the cars away, but I'll tell you, him, look, I need, I, need, I need 10 cars for Veterans Day. He'll go, okay, and he hum, hoes and hums around. I know at any given time, Brian says, hey, we aren't going to have enough cars. And at every given time, he's got twice as many cars as I think he does. <laughs> he's just starting to so, freak out yeah, because, so especially did. this time of year, I mean, you've got well, we got back to back Veterans Day and Christmas, and they're both big. Last year, Veterans Day, we did we do eleven, I think. Or no, we thir- did. Was it thirteen for 13. the thirteen? Yeah, for the thirteen soldiers that died in the the exit of Afghanistan. And then right behind that, we do Christmas, and we got another fifteen that we got to give away. So, so it's just real close. But together. Brian's always freaking out. So, yeah. answered your question, I probably got twenty to thirty cars at any given time. Okay, all right. Now, are they totally ready? No, they're they're still working on them or mm-hmm. getting parts or we're, you know different things. But if you ask Brian, he'll tell you we got ten. Because right. because right. he knows I give him away. As as I know he got. Right. If he knows there's too many, he'll be like, "Well, we can do an extra one this week." In <laughs> I mean, fact, I've, Brian I've is somebody's... in Tampa right now, yeah. uh, buying a couple extra cars because we just start. We're having an event on Veterans Day down there. And, oh wow! Uh, and uh, we we've had one car donated, a pretty nice car, a Cadillac Escalade, as a matter of fact. So you travel throughout the country doing this? We do. We um, over the years, well. <clears throat> Kind of what happened was the car Santa hook kind of caught on when the internet was flying, and so people would call me, and I was on uh, CBS with Steve Hartman on the road. Wow, he did a story. Isn't that cool? On us. That is really cool. And then uh, a couple story. years later, we did uh, NBC making a difference, huh. and they came out. And as a matter of fact, so you got a little trivia there. If you watch the commercial on uh, Wounded Warriors, and they have like four guys that are. Um, got prosthetics and stuff and they're talking about uh, wounded warriors has helped them whatever there's a guy in there um um todd nicely and he he you know him because he says i just thought if i could just keep breathing i'd be able to get home to my wife todd lost both his legs and both his arms oh. well in in combat yes okay yeah yeah an id wow. went off lost them all this kid was 20 
probably 23 years old when I met him. And NBC Making a Difference came out because I gave him a band with a wheelchair lift. Mm. He had just got out of Walter Reed, super nice kid. And, and you'll see him in the, there's a new one in Tunnel to Towers commercial. And it's Corporal Nicely. It's him. Hmm. And they gave him a house. And uh, wow. he talks about that. But anyway, I was the first that found him. And uh, hmm. they were actually from here in the Kansas City area. Okay. And uh, we gave him a van with a lift. And it was kind of funny, I remember, because NBC News is there and we're outside and showing him the van. Well, here's a guy with two prosthetic legs. He has one arm is a prosthetic, but it's like a long cane. Kind of gave him stability. And the other one was a prosthetic arm. You know, no arms, no legs. And he's got all these prosthetics. Okay. And as soon as they were done filming, we walked over the side because he lit up a cigarette and put it in his oh prosthetic hand. And when he did, I looked at him. I said, you know, those things could kill you. Oh, <laughs> my God. And, and he had a great sense of humor. You know, yeah. but um, you had to admire him because what he's done all these years since then is he just goes to veterans things and, and gives talks and helps other organizations raise money and things like that. And he actually, I'm, I'm sure Tunnel to Towers did it but he was living at lake of the ozarks last i checked and so i think they built him a house down there that was compatible but just a a sweetheart of a guy and you would never know he had a problem or his wife you wouldn't know that the way they approached it was here's what it is let's just keep moving and he just kept moving forward i love that um so we got nbc that did that then i get a phone call one day that somebody's a producer and says hey we'd really like to do a story on what you do Uh, and they wanted to explain the car center thing and I did, and they said, well, I said, well, who's this with? And they said, the History Channel. We're going to do it with Larry the Cable Guy has a show. What? Called uh, <laughs> Only in America. Get her done. Yeah, get her done. And so I did, it was, again, a story of a guy in a wheelchair from a Vietnam vet, had no transportation. And so I had a van with a lift. And, uh, of course, I, I try to bring family into it all the time. So Larry said, well, where should we give the car away? And it's not a setup. We didn't know the script, didn't know anything, never met Larry. He came walking in a shop where we had the van that we were working on. And uh, it was a kind of a funny story. My wife kind of prodded me to do this. But I had my beard, and I even bleached my hair a little bit so it would be more white, looking more like Santa. <laughs> and uh, Larry, TV, you got yeah, to do it. Was it TV. You know? I mean, but on. they came in, and, uh, and uh, Larry came in, and he introduced himself. And he was with Secret Santa, which I've known for years. Um, they were both kind of doing, they were, they were doing a story on both of us, uh, being out of Kansas city. Larry came in, I had my jacket on, I had a flannel shirt on and Larry comes in and he says, they start out with a, the secret Santa says, well, you must be the car Santa. And I said, yeah, I am. And he says, you know how I know? And Larry looked at me and said, well, how do you know? He said, well, it's right there on his hat. I had car Santa across my hat. <laughs> and so then Larry says, and it was not a setup. Nobody knew. I'm sitting there with my jacket on and my flannel shirt, and Larry says, you know, I got to tell you, I love what you're wearing because that's what Larry wears, those flannel shirts. Yeah. And I said, really? And I took my jacket off, and I had the sleeves ripped out of it just like his. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me a big hug. He said, Dad, the car Santa's my dad. Oh, my gosh. Um, but anyway, that's they said, so well, fun. I said, we've got a guy uh, that we're going to help that hasn't had transportation in years. He's in a wheelchair, Vietnam vet. And they said, well, where should we do this? And so I said, well, let's go down to Jess and Jim's. And, we'll, and so we took him, they, we had him meet us there, and they bought him dinner, everything. And the way we set it up is Secret Santa went in and, said, and thanked him for his service. And he says, well, 
uh, how's your Christmas going? He said, well, you know, the guy didn't have a Christmas. He's mm, living right. on nothing. And he's with his brother, who is also a veteran. And when they talked, um, he said, well, uh, I'm going to give you some Christmas money to go go with. And he looked all surprised, and the Secret Santa whipped out 1000 bucks. Wow. And this guy's eyes got like silver dollars. He said, wow, 1000 bucks." And he says, yeah, well, you can uh, go buy some gas with it for your car or something. And he said, well, I don't have a car. And he said, you don't. <laughs> well, come outside for a minute. We went outside and we gave him a, a car. Well, it's behind door number yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> and a it was new great. car. And, you know, I, I, no, I knew Larry uh, before he was Larry, the cable guy in radio. I had met him. You know, yeah. everybody thinks Larry's from down south or something. He's from Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, he's a huge <laughs> Cornhusker fan. Yeah, 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 I knew that. But uh, anyway, I sat down with him, and he was funny because one thing about my fun is I get to meet the real people. I don't see the celebrities. We're not on stage. You know. Yeah, and he doesn't even really a, talk like that no. in real life. Right. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's he got a draw. A twang. He does have a draw, yeah, you know. but it's not as But he looked as, at me, and he says, he said, you know, I made $52 million last year. He said, can you believe that? $52 million. <laughs> and he started laughing. Well, and I'll tell you that I met, uh, you know, I've done stuff with uh, Alice Cooper. and I just Kiss. saw that. I was looking at the website. Yeah. You got all kinds of famous people on here. And, and uh, Gene Simmons is on sure. there as well. Twice, Gene and Paul. We did uh, Rock and Brews in Kansas City and gave one two cars away. And then we went over to St. Louis at Rock and Brews over there and gave a couple away. Uh, and nice people, but you get to meet the people. There's, there's, they're not, uh, um, and it's just like Larry. Larry just says, you know, all these guys, they make all this kind of money, and they're not businessmen. They don't know how to invest. They don't know what they're doing. So you know what a guy does that makes that kind of money? Gives you go away. out, you, no, you go out and you buy a $10 million house. Oh, okay. Because you don't have to think. You don't have to invest. You just buy the house. Say, yeah. well, you know, it'll be all right right there. Sure. He had a house in Florida at the time we did this show. And, Are we still uh, talking about Larry? Yeah, about okay. Larry. And uh, I said, well, you, you still got your house in Florida? He said, no, I sold that. And I said, well, where do you live now? He says, I live back in Lincoln in the house I grew up in. Oh, my gosh. But, huh. And then and then he made so much money, he had to, he bought another one in Phoenix. It's a huge mansion, but he never goes there. He still lives in Lincoln all the time. Oh. And, uh, do you still do a lot with him, or does he help? I out see him once in a while. He has a golf tournament every year that that uh, we haven't we haven't for the last couple of years done stuff with him. But there's so many other opportunities and things. Kind of leading into the story was uh, okay. I went to Dallas with the Dallas hockey team and gave one away there. I went to the Nashville with the yeah, Predators, Predators on their hockey team and gave one out down on the ice. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, we gave one with the Blue Jackets. People will reach out and say, hey, would you do this? And uh, and so I meet, some of them are tied in with other celebrity things. Alice Cooper, super nice guy. I met him more at lunch. We're sitting, and I sat at a table with him, and we're sitting there, and I didn't know much about him. But some guy came up. They were at a, this was at a golf tournament we did, and it was before we, we, we were going to be on the Celebrity Theater in, in Phoenix, Arizona. We were going to go up and give a car away on stage the next night. I looked, and the guy came up and said, well, I looked at Alice the day, uh, are you a pretty good golfer? Because they were golfing. And he said, yeah. Alice is a really good golfer. Yeah, he said, well, I've been a good golfer. He said, I've been pretty good at it for ever since I quit drinking. And the yeah. guy says, how long have you quit drinking? He said, 20 years. Uh. <laughs> um, but I, and then I was looking, I said, we're going to give a car outside. Would you come out and give the keys away? And, yeah, he jumped right on it. And, and wow. uh, we were, well, I, I'm 
I mean, my stories could go on forever, but while I was there, we went on Good Morning Arizona, morning TV show down there. Okay. A guy that I met him at Celebrity Theater, and he says, he, he, he said, uh, well, you're here to give a car away. I said, yeah, and, and asked me if I would go on Good Morning Arizona the next morning. I said, sure. And uh, I can't, his name's slipping me right now, but he said, uh, well, where are you from? And I said, well, I'm from Kansas City. He said, I'm from Kansas City. Wow. And I said, oh, you got to be kidding me. I said, I never, were you on the news up there or something? He said, no, I never was up there, but I have been down here in Arizona for years. And he said, uh, uh, in fact, I'm going up there with my fiance, and we're going to go to Lake of the Ozarks. She's never seen it. And I said, well, great. I said, well, where would you live in town? He said, Stanley. I said, I live in Stanley. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> small world. Yeah, it is small. And, uh, in fact, I, I saw a story. You remember when COVID was a big thing and they they <laughs> they did a news story from Lake of the Ozarks, how everybody was partying in the oh, pool down yeah. there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Super spreader. Was, yeah, yeah. It was him filming it. He sent it down to the Arizona guys. Arizona sent it to TMZ, and it got national. Oh bank coverage. my gosh! Oh, that's funny. But uh, but it just shows you, you know, you see, you meet people, and you see how small the world world really is mm-hmm. when you're doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I still, you know, if if we do something in Phoenix, I go down there. We go on. We've been on uh, Good Morning Arizona a couple times now down there. So you have like the staple radio station that you do here locally. Do you do this? Uh, so. To clarify, for those who are Kansas City residents, he's on uh, Angelian, for that matter, or on with Slacker on Mondays. Every Monday. Every Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing that, what is it like? What's the initiative? Because you're not giving a car away every Monday, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. Yes. We give oh, a car I thought you were only day. doing the events on giving away the cars on Veterans well, Day and Christmas. No, on Veterans Day, we do it daily leading up to Veterans Day. Like, we'll do it for the next. Two weeks every every morning so, on 101. So we're in the middle of that now and the event being on Veterans Day. So that that 10 or 11, whatever ends up being, 10 days leading up to, it's not just Military Monday. It was starting on Halloween. It was a car on Monday and then November 1st and then November, you know, so. Every day. Yeah. but then Starting on, the, on Halloween. On Halloween. Yeah. Okay. But then we go right after that, we start Christmas and we start doing it every day to the event for Christmas. And then we go back to once a week uh, all year long. So it's uh, uh that's this, a lot of cars. Oh, we're pretty, between two, <laughs> I did not realize it. So yeah. I yeah. I'm, I'm, guess now I'm an idiot. I'm a little bit this, Yes, right? I yeah. am because yeah. I'm trying to think I well you and I had already had a preliminary discussion. Yeah. Earlier today, that was talking about the veterans thing. Yeah. I knew from my days working at Q104 that you had this big hoopla at Christmas time. Yeah. And so I'm thinking you're just going on the radio to kind of basically bring attention to the organization so that people can either donate cars or they can donate their time to fix up the cars or they can donate parts to the car, you know, whatever it might be. And then you all come together on this one grand day to give away 50 cars or 25 cars, whatever it might be. But you're literally on Slacker's Morning Show every Monday giving away one car. Yeah. One car every then, single. So for 52 weeks, yeah. every yeah. freaking Monday. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, and not only that, but, but you know, it, we've evolved over 27 years. Yeah. But at even back with Max Tannen Moffat, I not only did Christmases. When I just did Christmas, 
I would do 25, 30 cars at Christmas here. Right. Then I went to Omaha with CD105. I would give 20 away there. Okay, that was the next question. And Are then you I would doing go other... to Wichita okay. with 104.5 and give 20 away there. But yeah. that was just when I was just doing it at Christmas. Right. And now we do it everywhere. I, I give them away in Omaha. I give them away in Columbia. We give them away. Not as frequent as we do Kansas City, but right. randomly. You know, we wow. try to give once a month in Columbia. Um. How many different radio stations are you working Five. with across the country? Five right now. Five. So are they all regional? They're all pretty much Midwest, but we're trying to add Tampa. Uh, here's Okay, well, is, I want to – sorry, I'm going to slow down a little bit there, Turbo. We're okay. going <laughs> to – well, I want to figure out these radio stations because I want to give the listener who might be watching this an idea of how much traveling you're doing to – You'll give away a cars in all these different cities. So Kansas City. Kansas City, we give them away, and we do it with uh, mostly with Slacker on Q104. But we're also 101 the, with, Fox. 101 the Fox. 101 the Fox, yeah. I'm right. sorry. Uh, and we do uh, 810 Sports. We're tied in oh, with them. Oh, cool. And you, once, do the, you do with uh, Stephen and Nate on yeah, 810? But, but we go uh, once a month out to a Johnny's Tavern and give one away at a Johnny's every month. Yeah, so this earlier this year, started, I think June was the first month, They've got 12 locations in the metro. And so they're like, let's sign up to do this as a, like a year-long deal. Okay. We'll give you a different Johnny's location every month. You come out and do a car. That's through 810. Yeah. Through 810. Mm-hmm. Right. And Stephen and Nate do, are a part of that. Is that just a morning show thing or is that just a station we as a whole promotion? We just do it as a station as a whole. And, and then it's like a, live then, bro- like a live remote right. that yeah. they're out there? Okay. Yeah. And we've just added because they bought a station in Wichita, a sports station. Oh, I didn't know there. that. Yeah. 93.2. ESPN. So I'm like, I mean, and so we're tying in with that one down there and starting back up in Wichita again. Being the radio veteran that I am, <laughs> it sounded so stupid coming out of my mouth. I mean, you know, uh, okay. I am a, I am a huge. I mean, I'm friends with them too, but I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of Stephen and Nate over at mm-hmm. A10. I love, I love that. That's a kind of just a family home. That it's not your big corporate radio right. station, right. anyway. Um, all right, so they've got a station in Wichita, which then allows you to do some stuff yeah, down we just, there. Just kicked off with them for Veterans Day. We'll give one away down there. Okay. Um, we were going to be with uh, Odyssey with the KEYN, and I went down there to start. in Wichita. In Wichita. Okay. We, we were coming back. We, we we I didn't do the Christmas thing anymore. It got to be too much to try to do all that at Christmas. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, you kind of like to enjoy the holiday, too. Well, yeah, that, it, it, giving cars away was my holiday. I mean, yeah. you know, my kids are grown up. My grandkids are almost grown up. So yeah. th- there's a big Christmas event. My Christmas event is giving cars away. Yeah. But, and I've been in Columbia now, I don't know, five or six years. Uh, we were with the 93.9, the Eagle okay. uh, there. And uh, we were also with Cumulus. We were actually with three stations in Columbia. And now we're switching back to 93.9, the Eagle. Okay. Um, and you're how often in Columbia? Like every, at least once a month, we give a car away in Columbia. Okay. So Wichita once a month, right. Columbia once a month. Where else? You talked about Omaha. Are you still doing, going, doing um, randomly. We go to places. Okay. Uh, I'll, we got to give Haas Michaels Devolves. a call. Haas, if you're listening, <laughs> it's time to bring right. the car Santa to Omaha. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Um, well, it was a guy named Tom Land that years ago. Was, Tom Land. Holy, Tom? I know Tom, yes. I never got a job from him, but I sent yeah. him back in the early days when yeah. I was trying to get it. I digress. It's not about me. Go ahead. Yeah, Tom he, Land. He's he, a legendary he programmer. Me. He called me and says, would you come to Omaha? 
he was with journal broadcasting and i said yeah and then when we got up there because he had been listening to us in kansas city yeah and then he says well you know we got a station in wichita which was 104.5 the fox okay so i did that that's how i end up in those two towns was because of tom land unfortunately tom passed away a few years back but i didn't uh, know that yeah really? hard problems but uh, super oh. nice guy <laughs> and loved what we did giving cars away for christmas so that's how yeah. we got involved but I, I'm kind of evolving into another thing where I can't be everywhere in every town all the time. But we so do Santa the needs an stuff. elf. Yes, oh, I got him. Okay, <laughs> I got Julian. <laughs> I got some other ones. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I just had lunch today with uh, Max Floyd. Uh, you know, he's the only DJ in Kansas City that is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. The General Max Floyd. That's yep. pretty cool. Now I had lunch with him, and we've convinced him to come on board with us and just help us out. So what does that look like? So when you say help out, he'll kind of do some of Just these radio, radio appearances and, and stuff like that? some of the events, yeah. Okay. But being he's, you know, I don't know how old Max is. I'm guessing 80. And uh, But I have a nine-year history with Max. And uh, it kind of put some light in his eye when he said, I said, look, Max, you can do it or not do it. You know, you can be, play as big a role as you want. I know you're retired. Yeah. Uh, you don't want a job. This isn't a job. This is fun. Yeah. And, and his eyes lit up and says, you know what? I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of bringing him back into the loop. That is cool. Isn't that and cool? Then, What's his first assignment there, Carsana? Well, we're going to have next week, and him and Jillian and I are going to go on and start giving cars away. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. so what time will that be? We do it, uh, well, we're doing it daily now. We're, yeah. We go in and record like three or four days in a row, so we're not in there every day. Oh, but, okay, uh, so it's not always live. Right, but it's always, uh, I think, 6.40 every morning, and then 8.30 they replay it, so okay. twice every day. So, mon- so Monday it won't be through, this now Monday? Now it'll be Monday through Friday, yeah. Okay. Starting Monday every day. So Omaha, Sparingly, Wichita, Columbia, Kansas City, you're okay. tr- where else? I've been in Portland quite a few times, and... The method to my madness there is I have two kids that live in Portland. So oh, it gives when you... I get a car, they go out and pick it up. We get it fixed up, and then I fly up and really take a vacation. But then I call all the news out, and TV usually covers it, and we, we give a car away. We've done that a couple, two, what, three What times. station do you work with up there? Um, do you know? You know, I don't. There's too many. I've got some friends. I have a friend. Well, I've had a couple friends that worked in radio up there. Well, I'm not on the radio up there. We're just on the TV. We just oh, call the, the TV, TV side? Okay, gotcha. Um so I, I'll do it there. I've got a friend. So is that we, just like once a year that you go back to do that? Then? Whenever we get a car in that area, it gives okay. me an excuse to go see my kids. That was the other question. You have to get the car in the area. You don't ship any cars. I don't. I mean, that would well, be more I expensive than the actual car. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have in rare occasions. The right. doctor show is not big in Kansas City. They're on like three in the morning, but it's a national show. It's called, it's the doctors and it has a guy who was on like a different reality show. He's like handsome and then there's like a couple women doctors and then older like plastic surgeon it's like a panel of doctors you have to know the show like I do. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the radio show, but I vaguely remember the TV no, show. It's the, it's the TV show. Commercials so they have a radio show, or is the TV yeah, show the TV on the radio? The TV no. show. It had him come out to do. Oh, an I thought we were still show. talking about a radio show. Yeah, no, so, they, go yeah. ahead. They called yeah, me yeah. and they said, "Hey, for our Christmas show, would you come out and give a car away?" Wow. So in L.A., right? They're yeah, in LA. it's, it's yeah. in L.A. It's in actually LA. Dr. Phil owns the show. Show. It's one of his shows. <laughs> But uh, they're national. They're big across the nation. They're yeah. just not big in Kansas City. You have to watch them at 3 in the morning. Um, but they said, well, we're going to fly a team out there, and we'll film it and do everything there. And I said, well, we could do it out in L.A. if you want. I said, if you guys fly me out, I'll ship a car there, and we can find somebody in your neck of the woods to give it to. And they said, can you do that? And I said, well, give me 10 minutes. 
people don't realize I get 15,000 applications a year. And what I do is when I get an application from a certain area, like in L.A., I, I don't always read every story, but I take that and I file it in the L.A. folder. So I said, well, give me a minute. And I went down, and I looked at the L.A. folder, and I went down, and I said, well, his name was Matthew. I said, uh, I got this guy. He uh, just graduated from college. His mom just passed away. He hasn't had a car in five years. He rides a bus. Uh, and he was college got his degree uh, he wanted to be in journalism preferably tv broadcast or something okay and uh i mean it was literally 15 minutes after they said can you find somebody in our neighborhood <laughs> and he lived a mile and a half from the tv studio and i said well how's is that close enough and they, they were just like you gotta be kidding me it's meant said, to be i said well it, it won't be cheap but i said i will send a car i'll ship a car out to you guys and we'll just do you remember what that cost fifteen hundred dollars Wow, was the car probably was every bit of that. The car, right? Yeah, well, yeah. car was a little more expensive than that, but you know, basically, that's the type of cars I give. So when you when you're evaluating that particular situation, it's not it's about helping somebody, but it's also I'm trying to think entrepreneurially here, like marketing. You're, you're, it's marketing. You're, you're marketing. You're building the brand. Like How do you I will, tell the whole nation. Give me exactly. a car. You're building, you got a $1,500 and I did that or $3,000. <laughs> right. Basically a $3,000 investment right. as a whole because they're taking care of your flight. I'm right. guessing they're going to put they you up and take. T- yeah, they gave me all, they took care they of me. They took care of you, yeah. right? And so then you get the exposure to their entire audience of what you're doing. I'll, I'll add to that story. <laughs> I love this story. My granddaughter, we have a, she I was blowing her swimming pool up out back. And, you know, you kind of have to bite down on the yep, air thing yep. and you're blowing it. To get the air She through. comes out and jumps on it. Boom, pops out my bottom tooth. Oh, so no. I, I was without a tooth for like two <laughs> years, you know. <laughs> and nobody, the way my mouth is, you don't notice it unless I'm, you know, really talking fast. You're smiling big, yeah. And when I sent them a video, I sent them videos uh, that they could use as promotion rather than them flying a crew out to see me. Would have cost them a lot more money than what we're doing this way. Right. And the guy said, oh, we got to do something about that tooth. Like, from know, the TV I, show. From the TV show. Jeez. I got, okay, so when I flew into town, they had a car pick me up, take me to the dentist, and, <laughs> and, they, and they put in a fake tooth. They not <laughs> only took care of your yeah. lodging and food, yeah. they got you their yeah. dental bill. And that, yeah. Oh, my. But, Isn't you know, that funny? They, they're, they're a little bit vain in the TV world. Well, that's what bothered me. But uh, yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah. But uh, anyway... I just added to that story. <laughs> but we went up, and it was, uh, you know, it was very good. We filmed it all, and then it was about a week before Christmas, but they aired it on Christmas Day. Wow. And it was me giving the car away to this veteran up there. And they did a real good job. They were very professional. So you gave it you gave it away to a veteran. You didn't give it away to the college student, or was he a— He was a college student who was a veteran. veteran. Got he it. just got finished it. and got his degree. And the reason I got him to the TV studio, I said, hey, Matthew— uh, I just want to do it. He didn't know he was getting a car. I said, I, I just want to do a personal interview with you since I'm coming out to the doctor show out there. Would you mind meeting me? And I said, maybe it's a good experience for you. You can see behind the scenes what TV is all about and how it works. He was excited. Yeah, sure. that would be great. <laughs> sure. And so he didn't know he was going to get a car until we got him up on stage and I, and I presented him with the keys. And, of course, you know, that's it's basically the same thing I do on the radio every day. It's not unusual to me. Yeah. But, uh, and, and I'm you know, the fun part is I'm still friends with all these people. They Facebook friend me, and I see where their lives go and what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and we stay in contact. And, in fact, I tried to get him a job. He wanted to be back in the Midwest somewhere. 
and I tried to, you know, I hit the radio and TV stations out here. I couldn't get him hooked, but I gave him some contacts so that he could try, and I don't know. How recently was that? Uh, that was three years ago, three Christmases ago. Okay. Um, I mean, but, being an intern for the Papa Ron podcast doesn't pay very well. but yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, 27 years on the radio, nobody's paid me anything yet. So <laughs> right? I, I got a big record with that. Uh, but, yeah, there's, I mean, uh, it's interesting to meet these people. So I, some of it's marketing, and I'm taking advantage of a situation. Again, how do I tell the whole nation yeah. what I do and donate to me, help me with a car, whatever. And that's why I get cars from all over the nation. I can get a car anywhere in the nation right now. It'd take me within 12 hours. I can have it picked up and either sent to an auction and we'll turn it into a car or have it put somewhere where we can take it. Is it because you figured out the process of how to get one where it's a salvage yard or something like that and you say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing, and they're like, okay, yeah, we can, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got the connections over the years we've learned. Sure. And, and is it basically, is that, is that the route you go? Is you hit up local, the local salvage yards? Um, no. There's a nationwide uh, auction company called Copart that's almost everywhere. Okay. Even little towns like Sedalia, they have one and gotcha. places like that. Okay. But if it's uh, in Kentucky somewhere, then I call them and they go and pick it up and they'll run it through. And, and I, we, uh, we're real honest with the people. When they donate, they say, we want it to go to a veteran. And I say, look. I don't have facilities to check the car there or anything. It's going to go to the auction, and we will apply the money towards a veteran. But And here's the problem, is if I don't have one of my sets of eyes on the vehicle, okay, I give the car away, and the people say, oh, this was a great car. Well, they're remembering the 10 years they drove it, not what it really is sitting out in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not checked out thoroughly, then they I give it away, and then the tranny goes out. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm kind of obligated to either get them a different car or fix the tranny mm-hmm. yeah so what started out to be something that was good cost me thirty five hundred dollars yeah and so mm-hmm. if we don't know and we don't have a set of our eyes there um then then we'll auction it off and apply the money towards the cause and we, but i take cars i mean literally uh, we got one from mississippi yesterday um uh, we don't really have any connection in mississippi but there's other avenues like uh, the media that they see the stories yeah. mm-hmm. now the larry the cable guy on history channel was i don't know what that was eight or nine years ago but they still air it on the obscure channels because mm-hmm. people say oh i saw the uh, larry the cable guy well it hasn't been on the history channel for years but it's on they run it in the reruns, reruns in the, in yeah. the sure. little stuff sure and so they see it so um uh, the news stories don't ne- necessarily do that, but the, like the doctor shows and the history channel shows. I did one with BYU Channel, which is really excellent. They did a 30-minute show on us. Is this Brigham Young University? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They came out, and we did a story right after the Joplin tornado. And they went with me. They were with me for about three days and uh, filmed the whole thing, did a super job, which really explains. We put it on our website, but it really explains what we're all about and how we do it mm-hmm. and uh, who we helped, especially, I don't know if you've ever been into a disaster area, but when you went to Joplin, you might see it on the news and you go, oh, that's horrible, that's horrible. When you're standing there in front of it live, you realize yeah. mm-hmm. how devastated. And and the things that come to my mind happen to be with the producers, and I just spoke my mind, and they they – they caught it. They caught it. They they got it. But I, I said, good. you know. That's good film work, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. But <laughs> but they got what we were doing, and they we were standing there in a field with the people that we I gave a car to. 
There was nothing there. Their house walked out. They had barely a part of a tree left. The whole house was gone. It's just dirt. And he kid goes over and he picks up a photo that's on the ground and he's wiping the dirt off. Said, "Oh, it's a picture of my grandma." You know, they had nothing, but hmm. that was wow. the point. As they were saying, it's some atrocious amount of. of uh, there was eighteen thousand cars that were destroyed going through Joplin. Dang. And out of that, 60% of them had no insurance or had liability that didn't cover the car. Wow. 60%? Yes. yes. How well, was that possible? Well, they, they had, some of them had liability insurance, right. but it didn't replace oh, the car. Li- right, right. Okay, okay, right. okay. I got um, you. So when you looked at that and I said, you know, look at this situation because they were one, and I, I was explaining the car is not a prize, it's a tool. Yep. And I said, we're giving these people a tool to get their life started. I said, we can give them money, and that's great. It gets them through the day, maybe through the end of the week. Then what? Yeah. They don't have a house. They don't have clothes. They don't. You can't get to a job. You can't ride the bus. There's no bus. Right. You know, the whole town is, is destroyed. And so the reality is when we gave them that tool, it gave them that little ounce of freedom that they could start rebuilding their life. Yeah. And it really was the case because when we handed those keys, the people were, I mean, when you look and said what resources they have, they had nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. And so uh, these guys did a good job of, of getting that point across, but it was really a realization to me, too, when I stood there, when you stand there and see it and think, okay, well, what, what, if I, what if my house burnt down? Well, I still got some stuff. Or These people have nothing. Yeah. I mean, that, not, the guy said, you know, the clothes on our back, and that was it. We, had, yeah. we couldn't save a thing. So it's pretty devastating, but um, I not only did some cars with their show, but I took three transport trucks of cars down with uh, Michael Waltrip and Martin Truex in NASCAR. They went with me, and we gave them three transport trucks down there in Joplin to the to the veterans down there. Wow. Um, and so that was a big deal. Then when we came back up, it was kind of another setup, but I was with Michael Waltrip and and after we gave the cars away, I said, Michael, we've got uh, these people here. And I said, they lost everything. And we are, we're out of cars, but they're big NASCAR fans. Do you think we could bring them up to Kansas City to the race this weekend and, you know, give them the grand tour? And he said, oh, sure, we bring them up. But what they didn't know is when they came up to the racetrack <laughs> is I had gone to Moly Toyota, and he gave me a car, a uh, pretty decent car, but it's a used car. Yeah. And we took it out to the track. So while they were there and got the Grand Tour, they go through the trailers and through the pits and did everything. And then when they got done, Michael Waltrip came up, and uh, we were on ESPN, actually. And uh, so we were doing it live, and we had Martin Turdex handed keys, and we pulled the cover off the car to show them they got a car. And uh, so hmm. they, after they were done having their day at the track, they got in their car, and they drove back to uh, Joplin. Hmm. Wow! So uh, it was kind of a fun thing, and again, it was me with the marketing. And it was yeah, saying, yeah. Well, how do we expose this? Yeah, and more people uh, heard about us without exaggerating because of social media. And I can pull up my phone on uh, uh, and read an application to you. I got just this morning from Russia asking if they could get a car. I got another one from Pakistan telling me about his wife was going to have twins and they needed a car. Like, I'm going to ship a car to Pakistan. <laughs> right. But that's how big the reach is out there. Uh, um, Bigger than you would have ever oh, fathomed. Than I ever thought. When yeah. you were trying to promote your little car dealership in Raytown, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That that's all. And, it, and it's just escalated to a point where, uh, um, you know, it still amazes me every day. Well, I, I'll give you a market, marketing 
Okay, we're on 101 The Fox, and at the time, this is like two years ago or something like that, uh, the, it was the home of the Chiefs Radio Network. Yep. It was 101. Yep. So uh, I called the Chiefs, and I talked to them about, you know, you guys got a military game every year. Do you want to give a car away uh, to somebody in the military at the game? They jumped right on it, and uh, I did the same thing. I went to, to um, Zeck Ford in Leavenworth. I talked to the owner, and I said, hey, I need something a little bit nicer. So, you know, I'm going to be on the Chiefs field, and yeah. and we needed a Ford because mm-hmm. Ford is a sponsor of the Chiefs. Right, you right. Know? I'm tracking. And so, uh, you know, I did all the right marketing thing. He said, sure, and he gave us a pretty decent car. And uh, they had selected somebody that was with the uh, presenting the flags in the honor guard, color guard there, and uh, coming in from Fort Riley. And he had been in a helicopter crash that everybody died except him. Wow. And him and his wife um, were without a car. And the Fort Riley people, I got a lot of connections in the military and have over the years. Well, I would imagine. The Fort Fort Riley people said, hey, we'd really like to recommend this guy. So I said, well, send his app. And, uh, uh, you know, I still do the selection. They may say, I want this, but I have to look at what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, well, this is good. So they not only came, but they brought his wife, um, and they they brought all the guys that came. They brought their wives, and so um, at at uh, I think it was the third quarter they they stopped the game, and uh, we we couldn't bring the car out on the field, but we could bring it down through the tunnel far enough out that everybody in the stands could see the car. Okay. And we went out. And, and, of course, they're there with the cameras so they can put it on the Jumbotron and give everybody that intimate shot. We yeah. talk about his service and that he doesn't have a vehicle. And then Slacker and I walk out and we present him with the keys. Oh, we're that's on so field. cool. And the cool part <laughs> was 60,000 people going, USA, USA. Oh, and I tell you, yes. when you're down in the field, it's pretty powerful to listen to that. It's probably more than 60,000. Yeah. Well, it was bad. So let's go back to marketing. What did that cost? Well, I went to Zach Ford, and he gave me the car. The Chiefs gave me the tickets to go to the game. <laughs> and so while we were waiting uh, with Slacker, of course, at the time, uh, 101 had a suite, so we'd go in the suite. And then I came out, and I went to the bar, and I bought a beer. Well, then we went upstairs on 101 radio station as we were broadcast. First, we went in the parking lot, and Slacker and I are out talking on the radio about yeah. what we're going to yeah. do at the game. Yeah. Then we go up into the booth, and we talk, and General Brown from Leavenworth is there, and he interviews me talking about what a great thing that we're doing for the troops and blah, blah, blah. And uh, um, we talk to uh, do an interview on the radio. So we get that, and you know how many people listen to the Chiefs radio? Network? Oh, it's, it's huge. Not, it's not Kansas City. They're on every little town from yeah. Nebraska to huge. Texas. Yep. Um, and so we're talking about what we're doing. So on 101 to Fox, in the parking lot, we're up in the booth on the radio station. We go down the field in front of all the people playing. Mm-hmm. I give the car away, and the only thing I bought while I was there was a beer. So for a beer... <laughs> How many people did I get in front of and tell uh-huh. them about Cars for Heroes? Yeah. That's um, pretty incredible. So there's two parts of what I do. You feel really good for helping certain people, but then, you know, it's marketing. I got to get people mm-hmm. to know about it so they help us. Make the most of, of what you've got, that's the, the be- contacts you have, and so on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that's the beautiful thing about the model is that it positions you to be able to get the exposure in the 
with the with the end result. Like the end right. result allows you to get the marketing. It's like one in the, you're getting two in the same uh, from that. Which well, is if you're playing your cards right, then you are obviously sending out press releases oh, and sure. reaching out to the TV and radio stations. Well, TVs, even the TV at the football game, they all know me. Every cameraman well, down there's sure. done stuff in 27 years. That, yeah. Whether it's Kevin Lynch over on Fox Four or uh, or the news people, you know, Kathy Quinn's been giving cars away with me. Oh, I, I bet. we have a we have a video. My grandson was five years old. He was dressed exactly like me. I have a little outfit I wear at Christmas <laughs> that says Car Santa and some yep. overalls and all that. He was dressed the same. We both have our Santa hats. He, I was holding him in my arms as Kathy Quinn was interviewing, and and she, in fact, it was the year of maybe it was the year of Katrina. Because she said, what are you doing here today? And he said, passing out keys. <laughs> and, and she said, well, how many keys are you passing out? He said, 50. Wow. Oh and he was that small. Well, today he's 6'1". He uh-huh. looks like Aquaman. He got hair and full beard <laughs> and everything. And we still do a split screen every Christmas because Kathy's always oh, there. Oh, yeah. Of him when he was five and now at 22 years old. That's he's out cool. there with her. That's and, really cool. Uh, yeah. But, you know, a lot of these people, it's the news people, you know, probably it slowed down a little bit with me because I'm not as aggressive as I used to be. But uh, uh, once a month we're on somebody's TV station somewhere that sure. we'll get the exposure. Sure. Um, and that's what I do. It, it's not about me and it's not about really what we're doing. It's about the person we give the car to. That's Every right. story is unique. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in Columbia. Do you remember the guy that was the serial killer that he was putting bodies in 55-gallon drums out here. Oh, was that BTK? Yes. No, BTK was Wichita. That is true. That was Wichita. But you're on the right track. It started with a B because he was out out Mm -hmm. south here, and uh, they were finding bodies on his property buried in 55-gallon drums. Mm -hmm. Anyway. um, I hope you didn't give him a car. No, (laughs) but one of the stories was one of the women that had died had a child and he had taken the child and given it to his brother in an adoption like it was an adoption thing oh my okay well years later i'm in columbia and i'm giving the car away and the guy says well he told me the story and he said that was my wife that died and that was my child i oh. never did get to see her he was in the navy and he was overseas when it when she disappeared oh. he never saw his child and so i asked him well did you ever see her after they said she didn't want to see me? She was mad because her dad wasn't there to protect her when she was a child. Oh, and said we never could could reconcile that. But Dang. it just shows you some of the people that you run into just randomly. Hmm. And I'm in Columbia, Missouri, giving a car away, and this, this guy tells me the story. Yeah, I, go, yeah, I wanted I to know. ask you about that. So I'm an emotional guy. Like when I'm happy, I'm cheering. Mm-hmm. When I'm pissed, I'm yelling. And when I'm sad, I'm bawling my eyes out. Mm-hmm. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. And you've got a big heart. I can tell that. But do you, do you ever struggle with psychologically with some, because you've heard so many stories over 27 years. Do you ever, do you ever like when, let me try to phrase this this way. So I'm guessing after doing this for so long, parts of you are kind of maybe numb to it. Like you've just, you've heard so many, right? You've heard so many. You're empathetic, but you've heard so many stories. Like you've, like you've heard them all but there's got to have been a time or two where you go home and you're just like you're moved to tears right sure um well you and i had spoke earlier about 
depressions and anxieties and things. I have a wife that I've been with for 40 years that suffered from that her whole life. Really? Child abuse. Uh, still at 68 years old, she sleeps with a pillow over her head because her dad used to come in and beat her and her sister. Wow. It shows you how long that's affected. But she suffers from severe anxiety and sometimes depression. She seemed to have licked that a little bit. But her problem isn't getting out of the house and doing something. Her problem is getting from the bedroom to the car. Hmm. If she can get to the car, then, you know, we go function. But so I understand some of the emotional problems that, that she's had over the years. And some of them she's beat, some of them she's still fighting. So I, I can relate to that to some of the people I'm helping. Hmm. Um, does it affect me? Sometimes. Um, but I've heard so many stories. That's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're empathetic, but you're kind of numb to where it's not really moving you to tears. But can you recall a story that mm-hmm. really did like affect well, still, you emotionally? I still have one that for the first time in 30 years brought tears to my face in August. Okay. And I'll tell you her story was, um, mother wrote me a story and said, uh, Mandy needs a car. This is her mother, her mother. Okay. Uh, that Mandy lost her legs and uh, is not mobile and that she lost her legs due to a train running over them. So I met Mandy on channel 41. Um, Joel Nichols was, I think on. And I said, well, let's give a car away. And I went down to the TV station with her. She didn't know she was going to get a car. We wanted to tell her story about her legs and what had happened. I mean, I know Mandy really, really well now over the years. We still once, two, three times a week, we converse on Facebook or on the phone or something. Mandy was 22 years old in Steel City, Nebraska. She had had, according to her bar tab, she had had two beers. She doesn't remember anything else except the life flight helicopter that flew her out, and they were holding her down because they said, you've lost your legs, and she's, she's got a lot, of, a lot of spunk, and she was fighting them, saying, no, I didn't, you know, in shock. Well, you can imagine what she went through. She lost her legs just above the knees, both of them. And she had a boyfriend at the time, and he came up and said, oh, what happened? Where's Mandy? Blah, blah. And stuck by her while she went through the hospital. But she did not understand what happened. All right. So I'm sorry to have to get the crayons out. But basically, for those who are listening and, and not understanding, as I'm tracking it, she went to a bar with her boyfriend, maybe got separated from her boyfriend at some point, had two beers, was roofied, is where I'm thinking Correct. they're going with this, and then was abducted. And then who knows whatever happened well, after that. Maybe you know. I, I mean, the story was a little different. Nobody's ever going to know, but. The boyfriend mm. committed suicide a year later, and it was the boyfriend that had roofied her. And for some sick what? reason, he drug her over to the railroad tracks and put her legs on it. That's the only thing that makes sense in her story. But because he maintained with her and acted so innocent, she didn't put it together until later. There wasn't anybody else to roof her. It was just him. And he couldn't deal with it after a year or so and committed suicide. Anyway, she suffered from things wow. like you mm. would. Um, you know, I know her story in detail. Nobody knew her story at the time we gave her a car, but she was actually, it was. Um, Can I stop real quick? Sure. Cause I'm trying to still grasp the story. Right. So he takes her to the railroad tracks. I can't imagine he's like premeditating the idea that I want her legs to be cut off. 
could be the only thing that happened. Well, I'm thinking unless he's just wanting to be done with her and like she's incoherent and so the train's going to kill her. So then it's attempted murder, right? But in this case, I guess where I'm going with this is that she lived. I mean, that's incredible she that she got hit by a train. Well, it severed her legs, even the legs, and she was she was a lot. She's alive. Yeah. Well, it the could conductor have been so of the worse. train saw her, and when when they hit her, and it took him a while for the train to stop for mm-hmm. them to get back. Sure. And he radioed in, and they got a life flight out there to pick her up. But she is lucky. She coded a few times. She almost didn't make it. <sighs> And uh, but none of it made sense. And Mandy is a beautiful little girl. You know, she's only about a hundred pounds, um, but very pretty. And she was twenty-two when this happened. Oh I gave her the car when she was about twenty-four, and uh, it was with Mid America Auto. Uh, here every year they give me a car, and they gave they helped me with this, and we put hand controls in it so that she could drive the car. Mm-hmm. Well, that opened up her world. Sure. Uh, she lives now in Colorado Springs. She was from Smithville. Um, but I looked at that little girl and the, and the way she explained the story and the strength that she had to have to go through. And um, she had a tough childhood. Her parents didn't really know how to deal with her. She was a little bit of a wild child. Okay. And uh, they, uh, in talking to her, I just saw a spark in her eye. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I said, Mandy, I don't know what it is because I see a lot of people. Sure. But I said, you're going to do something big in the world. And I said, I don't have any idea what it is and neither do you. But I said, I can tell that's going to happen to you. And I said, I've met thousands of people. And I don't know if that gave her the spark or whether the spark I was really seeing, but I didn't, I wasn't blowing smoke here. I you're really thinking you're going to, she's going to turn a positive yeah. into an, or a negative into a positive. So she went back to Colorado. She drove the wheels off that car <laughs> everywhere, all over the nation. Um, but she got back and um, she decided she was going to climb the Manito incline. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's like a thousand steps up the side of a mountain, a railroad ties all the way up. Wow. Ironically, right? Or yeah. not so ironically, yeah. but railroad ties. Didn't put that yeah. connection yeah. together. Yeah. Thank you for helping yeah. me with that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't know if she even thought of that, but she was going to climb the mountain. She loves the mountains. Okay. Um, and she did. She called it the butt scooting boogie. She went <laughs> on her hands and her butt oh and my. scooted all the way up this mountainside. Now, you as a person, I couldn't walk up it. It's that strenuous. But she made it up there, and she's... She's very determined. She's very headstrong. And so she got a lot of uh, claim to fame for that. All the news came out, you know, a double amputee, climbs Manitou incline. And uh, she did a uh, Facebook page that she got a lot of acclaim to that kind of went viral. And anyway, she decided... Uh, she she stayed in contact with me as and I so I followed her and we got her she, we got her on the radio out here she goes on Johnny Dares and on on one hundred one and she's over in Columbia on a radio station there to tell her story hmm. and got it out. But anyway, about two years later, she called me and she says she's always tends to call me when she's in trouble, <laughs> and uh, maybe because the grandpa in me still still, <laughs> takes still care bailing of her. her out yeah. yeah. She, she, I was looking at a picture of her. She really is. She's beautiful. beautiful. She oh, really beautiful is. Beautiful girl. Yeah. And she, um, over the years, she says, "Well, sorry." Um, 
she called me and she was in tears and she says, well, I screwed up. And I was thinking there was something wrong with the car or something, you know, and that's yeah. a pretty easy fix for me. But yeah. I said, what's wrong? And she said, well, I screwed up. I got a DUI. And I said, well, Mandy, <clears throat> somebody that's 25, 26 years old, it's not unusual. She got a DUI, whether you got legs or don't have legs. So I mm-hmm. said, you know, we'll figure that one out. And she says, no, it's a little bigger than that. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, I got the DUI, but I had taken the blows machine out of my car from the previous DUI. Oh, <laughs> and well. I went, yeah, now we got a little bit of a problem. And she <laughs> said, oh, that's not everything. Oh. And I said, well, what? And she said, well, I, I got in a wreck. When I did it, the cops were there, and the EMT was putting me in the ambulance, and so I started hitting him, and now I've got it for assault. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, I, you know, my fatherly instinct took over, so I said, well, what do you think we ought to do? Yeah. And uh, she says, well, what what do you think? And I said, well, don't you think we ought to start with maybe rehab? Maybe there's an alcohol problem here. Mm. Yeah. She said, yeah. And I said, not only that, but if you get through that, you're going to look a lot better in court when we right. go to fight all this. Because I said, it's not going to be cheap. You're going to lose your license. Yeah. And she says, I don't have the money for an attorney. I said, sell the car. You're not going to have a car either. They're not going to let you drive. Right. So I said, sell the car. Let that help with the attorney. And when it comes time, when we get through all this, I'll give you another car. So don't okay. worry about that. Okay. So she did that, and she went to jail on weekends and mm. paid the price. I mean, she she went through rehab. She, this was all on Colorado? It was all in Colorado. Okay. Been four years now she's been sober. Wow. And uh, during this period, she did all the right things. She And she did it. I didn't, you know, twist her arm or do anything. I just, just kind of guided her. Yeah. Said, look, you know, this is the steps you got to go through to get back to where you want to be. Yeah. And she did it. She she took it, you know, head head held high, going to jail on the weekends in her mm-hmm. wheelchair and right. uh never talked bad about it, never bad mouthed anybody, never bad mouthed the judge. I don't think she got a fair shot at what she did. There's still she still can't get her license four years later. Really? Wow. And uh um and I've already told her, you got a car when we get your license, when you can mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't worry about that, we'll get there. But she's she's taken it. Well, during this time, she climbed Manitou Incline again with a veteran that had lost his legs, and the two of them did it. And uh, I don't want to say anything. He was a nice guy, but she just whooped him. She was up the side of the mountain back down. I was like, come on, come on. <laughs> and uh, they both got accolades for doing that. And then she says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something else. And I said, what? She says, I want to climb the Statue of Liberty. What? So she raised some money, and, and I will say I financed a little bit of that trip. She went out and got the... So that's a thing? You can climb the Statue of Liberty? The stairs, all the way up to the yeah. top. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she did that, went all the way up into the... I guess the I didn't really... Yeah. I forgot that there were actually yeah. stairs yeah. there. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what are we talking about like here? scaling this? Yes. And I'm that wasn't there. a big enough thing for her. So she came right. back and she says, I, I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. I said, you know, that's, that's a big endeavor. And I don't know much about that. I just know that that's a big deal because yeah. I know the name. Well, do it do it without legs, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's a big deal with legs. she's not doing it with prosthetics. She's crawling on her ass and her hands. Yeah. She did. She raised the money. She went. She climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. They did, took her a documentary company with her. It hasn't come out yet. It's going to come out in the next few months. Um, there's a lot to as you know in documentaries that they got to find people to pay for it and finance and yep. all that yeah they've got it in the can that's done so anyway she's a little frustrated that's not instant quick 
and she's very good at the media. And over the years, I've taken her on the radio, and we've done stuff together. Sure. And uh, in fact, I had her. We got a car in Colorado Springs. She had a guy bring it in. We checked it out mechanically. She went on the radio out there and gave it away out there. Um, and so she's. If I ever have anything in that area, she she takes care of it. Well, this all started because you said, "Does it ever get me emotionally?" Yeah. Uh, in August. She called me and she said, would you come to a dinner in Atchison? And I said, well, sure. Why? What's going on? She says, well, they're honoring me. I said, well, who's honoring you? She said, Amelia Earhart is giving me the Amelia Earhart Award. Wow. For hmm. women who have achieved whatever it is, you know, greatness. Once a year, they give that out. Hmm. So I said, well, sure, I will. And uh, when we got there, um, I... I don't have a lot of, act, you know, there's not a lot of people praising me. A lot of people like what I do, mm-hmm. but people aren't standing in front of me and honoring me. And she stood mm-hmm. up and did that. And I'm telling you, even today, tears mm-hmm. are just running down my face. Yeah. I've never heard so many good things in my life. She raised $10,000 for us for Cars for Heroes uh, and part of this. And... Uh, that's the closeness that, you know, this has been, I don't know, Mandy's got to be 28 now. I met her when she was like 22. Sure. So we've had this relationship. Yeah. But, yeah, there was one that killed me. I, mm. you know, I barely got out of the building. I had to go out to the car, and she says, well, I got your check. Where are you? She called me on the phone. <laughs> I'm sitting out in the car, and I said, I'll be all right in a minute. <laughs> wow. Um, That's a cool story. Yeah. I mean, it's an unfortunate story, but it, I like the ending. It is. Well, sure. and, and I still believe, I don't think she's come anywhere close to touch on where she's going to go with this mm-hmm. but you know to get the millionaire heart award is not you know she didn't go out and s- s- try to get it right. somebody found her went and said this girl is special and she has a horrific story behind even before she met me she was in the hospital she had alcohol problems she was thinking let's commit suicide all the things that led up to where she is today mm. and uh, and she's still always you know she has a a peaceful life. Mandy lives on disability. She lives on about $1,200 a month. Uh, she lives by herself with two dogs. Like any girl, she has a little baggage and apparently has some problems with the relationships. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't go in that neck of the woods. You know, you know, guys she's still are in Colorado? Like, yeah. Yeah. What part of but Colorado? Colorado Springs. Okay. But she's, it's kind of funny because us guys, you know, we all still got a little flirt in us with these girls, and she's a pretty girl, and I look at her a little bit. And, you know, I'm getting pretty old, but we were on the radio together, and, and uh, she just deflated my ego one day when she said, well, he's kind of like, well, I guess I should say he's kind of like my grandpa. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, geez, couldn't you have said dad or something a little bit closer? A little younger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. But, uh, but, yeah, we've had a really good relationship, and, and I really am excited to see what she does with her life because this, there's nothing going to stop this girl. Yeah. She just doesn't know what it's going to be yet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she does a little public speaking that she makes a few bucks, but I had to talk to her here about a year ago, and I said, Mandy, you're getting real good at getting famous. And I said, I've been famous for a long time where I live. Mm-hmm. I said, it doesn't make you any money. Yeah. It's just people know you. Right. I said, you got to find a way to make a living with this because you can't live on disability forever. Yeah. And so that's kind of what she's doing is uh, trying to figure out way either through public speaking or maybe the documentary would be the switch or something that she can get out and make a living. But, uh, you know, you got to admire um, 
I wanted to ask, like, there was, was it just to do something, just to get out of the funk and get over the alcohol that, that inspired her to put herself through that kind of physical torture? What was the actual motivating factor? You know, I don't know. She loves the mountains. And so she found a way to combine. Sounds the like she needs to be a guest on the Paparon podcast. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, she's, yeah she does. She could probably right make that happen. Yeah. Oh, without a problem. Does she come back to Kansas City very often? Yeah. Let's sometimes. I usually bring her happen. back at Christmas, um, and uh, she likes to come give the cars away. And so I. That would be cool. She wants to see her folks that live in in Smithville, and so you know I, I do a little funding there too that we get her back. You know, airplane ticket gets her back home, and and uh, she likes mm. to come down and. I can't get her off 101. She's always over on Johnny Dare's show. I said, come on. You know, <laughs> oh, really? You know, and Johnny, I'm good friends with Johnny. You know, I've been there. Johnny's a good guy. People don't know because I, I don't work at a radio station. For 27 years, I've been on somebody's radio station. Pick sure. one, I've been on it. Yeah. And I knew Johnny for the nine years I'm at K-Way. The next door over was, yeah. was Johnny's. Um, Johnny called me one day. And he was, you know, he does all the announcing on stage up at Sturgis with uh, Jesse mm-hmm. James Dupree and uh, Michael, ba- Michael Ballard. And uh, they called me and they said, Johnny says, hey, could you find a motorcycle that a guy that lost both his legs and one of his arms could ride? And I know that sounds weird. Yeah. But I didn't know where there was one. <laughs> no, you did not. Yes. Oh, my god! And it was a BMW trike that you wheeled your wheelchair in and locked it down. What? It was an automatic, so you didn't need feet. And we put all the controls up on one hand because he only had one hand. His name was uh, Corporal Todd Love. Wow. And they gave it to him. Actually, Brian, my guy's in operations, he goes to surges every year. So I said, well, put it in the trailer and take it up to Johnny so they can give it away up there. And that's what they did. And they gave it away on stage with the full throttle saloon and showing uh, that's so cool. Todd Love. Uh, and then all came a funk on. Now, this, I'm not going to take any credit for it. I knew where it was, but Johnny and uh, Michael Bellard and Jesse James Dupree, they gave me $35,000. I found it and went and bought it for them and then shipped it up to oh. them. So it was on their dime, not mine. Right. Wow. But uh, um, <laughs> so... I should say, you know, I, I there's venues I don't cross. I go to country. I go with rock and roll. I don't go rock and roll and rock and roll. That's why I never go on Johnny Shore. And, I, and he knows it. I said, mm-hmm. look, I'm on rock and roll with KY before that or, or after that with 101. I said, mm-hmm. I can't go in the same venue. I can go on talk radio. I can go mm-hmm. on anybody else's. Nobody's offended. But sure. Um, and he understood that. But we still yeah. do stuff on the side. We've gone out to events where we gave cars away. And, and I'm good friends with Johnny. But uh, that's cool. I just don't go on his show because of the rock and roll. No, tie-in. yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. It makes complete sense. So now, and you think this is any, how many stories you want? I'll be here at 6 in the morning. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I mean, no. Well, you keep going and going but and going. Yeah, I, I really feel very blessed that the people I've met and the kind of people I meet, and I meet them as people, not as celebrities or, you know, kiss. You know, mm-hmm. you have visions of these rock stars. Well, Gene and Paul are in their 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These guys aren't party animals anymore. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, uh, they would do more stuff if I if I contacted them and say, well, let's do something. And they really enjoy doing it. They like how that's yeah. Alice Cooper's another one. Well, yeah. I was trying to ask that earlier, and then I think I got distracted, but you don't like have a staple celebrity fixture to the brand. You somebody that you can kind of keep going back to. 
Um, is there well, a reason for that? I mean, you've got all these yeah, relationships. Like you have, you have Slacker is kind of your staple radio station that you go yeah. to. Why don't you all these contacts? Why don't you have a, a staple guy that you can help? Well, I've had okay, um, different celebrities. Um, Ted Nugent is probably if I was going to rock star. Um, every time Ted comes to town, I call him and say, "Hey, you want to go give a car?" First, it started. I said, "Would you mind giving a car?" I just wanted the picture. Would you mind giving a car away before the concert or something yeah, out in front? Yeah. He said, hell no. We're going to do it right in the middle of the concert. And that's what he did. <laughs> Uncle Ted. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And uh, so I've gone up on stage with him. I, then I went with him, and uh, Chris Kobach was running for governor. And mm-hmm. Chris asked me to come down. So he, Ted and Chris and I gave one away uh, out here in Lenexa at an event for Chris. And then uh, we went to Wichita. I went with Chris and Donald Trump Jr. and I gave a car away. Wow. And I don't remember if, you know, you know he dates Chris. Kimberly Guilfoyle yep. on Fox. Yep. I, well, she's not anymore, but yeah. she was in. She was with on on the five. Right. And then she. Well, got, I, I went in and I was sitting there talking to Donald Trump Jr. and I turned over and I saw her and I went, "Wow, she looks just like Kimberly Guilfoyle." Surprise! Yeah, yeah. But so you know, but I I I keep changing to different things. I will say, if it was football. Duran Cherry and I have been giving cars away. I started by giving one away at this golf tournament. And every year, the Duran Cherry Foundation, I would do stuff with him. And then Duran kind of liked going on the radio the last few years. And so I would take him on with Slacker and I, and we did mm-hmm. Veterans Day, and we did Christmas. And he would give me, it started with $10,000 one year. And the last year, I think he gave me $30,000 off the foundation. But then I didn't want it to be about drawing cherry it's about what we're doing and yeah. so i kind of switch up mm-hmm. and we do it with other celebrity type people and it could it doesn't have to be the same venue you know i i've met every chief there ever was i mean neil smith and i are drinking buddies uh <laughs> trent green uh, priest holmes and it's because they all go to Toronto's golf tournament so yeah. you meet them yeah, yeah. and then uh, my favorite's bobby bill bobby, bobby bill, bill. Yeah. never probably made more than Sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year in his life. Yeah, yet he's still out doing charity work in his eighties mm-hmm. and loving every minute of it. And a hall of famer. And a hall of famer. Yeah, but you got to admire that the guys. It's not about the money. These new kids are coming in and making a half a billion dollars. Sure. <laughs> Bobby, he called me one day. Says, "How much would it cost me if I bought a car and we gave one away?" I said, "Bobby, you can come give cars with me anytime. It doesn't oh doesn't goodness. cost you anything." Yeah. But <laughs> but that's the kind of person he is. I mean, yeah. very charitable guy. Good guy. So. Yeah, I enjoy meeting the new people, and they're still all old friends. If I, you say Louis Aguiar, he's a friend with me on Facebook, and I told him, I said, well, why don't you come out and do, we do stuff. I think he lives in St. Louis, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Yep. And I said, well, you're not really close, but I said, you know, we go down to the shootout at Lake of the Ozarks every year. Maybe you want to come over there and give one away down with uh, Captain Ron's. He said, I'd love to do that. And I, I just, can see I him never hooked, that. Yeah, I just <laughs> never hooked up with him to do it. But if we went to St. Louis, you know, that'd be somebody I'd, I'd call him and say, hey, why don't you come give keys away? And it attracts a little more attention when sure. they call the media out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got a gym with Jillian working with you. I know that. And it sounds like uh, uh, you got other big things happening. And, well, and- I, I won't give away how long Jillian and I have been doing this, but I was on Q104 on that f- second year when Jillian came on the radio. 
<laughs> and that was only like what, twelve years ago? Yeah, that wasn't that was, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. That's yeah. really really where not I'm over at her. twenty years ago. Not yeah. not not for sure. Just don't yeah. call him your grandpa. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, not gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, and it, that's the fun is is and that's why it's fun to bring somebody like Max Floyd back into the right. picture. Right. I mean, I got a history with them of you know, you don't go on the radio for nine years with somebody and not know pretty well. Sure. Tana's the same way and, and Larry Moffat. I know where they live. I talk to them once, twice a year. Yeah. Tana's our slacker calls her the hummingbird. She's always going somewhere and doing something. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's fun to have those relationships. And they just keep going. Every year there's more and there's, you know, different markets. Uh, you, The people, we're going down to Tampa. I'm just kicking it off. I know nobody in Tampa. Mm. Only now uh, we're going to have... The American Legion will be there. Some from McDill Air Force Base or something's going to mm-hmm, be there. Mm-hmm. I was down there getting ready, saying next year I'm going to do this, and I met a couple at the pool, <laughs> and he happens to be uh, the head basketball coach for girls basketball for the University of Florida in Tampa. Is that right? So I, I called him. He said, "Yeah, why don't you come to the game? I'll take you to the game, and maybe we can do stuff as we go down the road and give stuff away at the game." Huh. Um, but you start meeting people, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's interesting. I've been in the pool before, and I told people what I do, and they go, didn't I see you on TV on national news? And I go, yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. So they, they see it, and they remember it. And mm-hmm. it's probably because how many car Santas are there in the world? There's only me. One. There's just you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are it. So, uh, uh, well, thank it, you. It for, opens the doors. Yeah, no, I think it's so cool. I appreciate. Um, I think what I appreciate about this, it, there's so a lot of things I appreciate about it, but. I like the fact that it started with a marketing idea mm-hmm. for a little small dealership in Raytown, Missouri, and you being an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur, cause you kind of dabbled in a few things that right. didn't work out. Right. So you, right. you had the entrepreneurial spirit. You kept going though. You kept going. The, the idea of Papa Murphy's before Poppy Murphy's came didn't work out, but you kept going. You kept the only, doing something. The only reason I did that was because I had an idea for a 10 minute oil and lube change place. And my dad says, there's no way that'll work. So I went over and I said, well, maybe this pizza thing's a good idea. Oh, long before there was 10 minute oil and lube change. Oh Is that right? <laughs> That's crazy. But you kept going. Right. Yeah. And then through something like this, this marketing idea, you got so much satisfaction, so much gratification in seeing the impact that you were doing for those who are less fortunate. And it changed. I mean, you probably still have an entrepreneurial spirit, but would you, is it safe to say it changed your life? Sure. It did. Mm. Absolutely. Changes it every day. The next, the next story, people don't realize it because they'll, they'll ask on TV. You'll see them say, well, how many cars have you given away? I don't know, two to 300 a year for 27 years. How many do you think? been thousands you go see a national news story oh they got together and helped the guy at the grocery store and bought him a used car i've done thousands of that Mm -hmm. story after story after story uh and i've kept in contact because of the social media a lot of them they friend me and so i see what happens to them if they had a success story i've had people that didn't make it i've had people that again had emotional problems we tried to help them we gave them the tools and a suicide happened or, you know, I know the names. And when I see the names on the news, even if my memory's not good, I go back and look up and when I reread the application, I go, oh, yeah. 
I remember mm. when we gave her that car, and, yeah. that's, and, it, and it's a sad story. Sure. And, and yeah. haven't you had it happen multiple times, too, over the years where somebody gets a car and, you know, maybe it's already somebody who's up there in, in age and they end up passing away, and, but they leave the car back, too, and they donate yeah, it back a lot to of cars the for van, heroes. The vans with wheelchair lifts are the big ones. People yeah. don't really last a long time after we give them those, and we usually get them back because the family says, well, we don't have a use for this. Let's somebody else could sure use somebody it. Else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we get cars. I get cars every day. People still, on their titles, they call me for information and say, I want to put, it says TOD on a title, which yeah. is a transfer upon death. Yep. 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 And they leave them to us, and, you know, we get a phone wow. call from the attorneys when they, when they pass, saying, oh, well, they left you the car. Um, That's really neat. So it's, um, yeah, it's, um, we get, we do get a lot of the cars back. If, if, and I always like it when they, I had one gal and it was an old caravan that we gave her. Black lady with maybe seven kids, raising them by herself, gave her a van. Ten years later, she comes on Facebook and she says, I want to thank you. I still have that van you gave me ten years ago. Wow. And I just bought my first house. I'm no longer in government housing. Oh, my God. And, you know, you think, oh, my God, this this van was nothing when I gave it to her. And she has babied it and took care of it over a ten-year period. And because of that, it's what yeah. eventually look, positioned her to get her own first absolutely. house. That's and that's why, even though, like, er, way early on you asked about, do you ever have anybody take advantage or or try to scam the system mm-hmm. because those stories like that yeah, the, one of those would those. would outweigh 10 yes. people taking advantage or scamming if there even were that many so so what yeah like, we so get what? we get some most people um you know we have a lot of success stories sometimes you get the the complainers and i have to explain to my guys they're not being ungrateful they're mentally ill and that's how they got into their spot. So, so yeah. don't take it personal what they're trying to tell you. Yeah. They're not all there. They're not all right. But we help those people too. So sure. just blow it off and we'll, it'll be okay. So somebody who might be learning about this for the very first time, even though there's a, a large, um, well, don't let me exaggerate this. The majority of those who are listening to this podcast, I don't want to make it sound like it's a large mm-hmm. audience, <laughs> but a majority of them reside in the Kansas City metro but if they are hearing about this for the first time and they wanted to be involved, contributing in some way, shape, or form, what, what would you advise them to do? The best thing you do is go right to our website, cars, the number four heroes.org. Go on there and hit contact us and tell us what you have in mind. Okay. And I uh, imagine you have all the social media platforms oh, as well. Where, yeah. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on okay. Twitter. We got it all. Yeah. And especially leading up to these, these events like Veterans Day and Christmas, especially because Christmas is... In, it more so involves the whole family. You know, when we give these away, it's it's usually right before Christmas. Kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. The whole family's there. We talked about having the, the toys and, and the whole thing. And so we never know from year to year, somebody that has a pizza place might say, I'm going to bring out certificates for out the family to have, you know, a pizza once a month or something. You know, I mean, you just never know what you're going to yeah. get. People so, have something that they want to do. We'll find a way for it to yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times at Christmas they say we want to do this for the family. We want to do that. I said just bring it down and give it to them. Yeah, you you don't have to coordinate through me. Just skip my step and just bring them. Yeah, and people can do their own fundraisers too. Mm -hmm. Like if if somebody wants to put their efforts towards 
something. You know, I mean, it used to be that I, my sister took her kids used to years ago and they would go ring bells for the Salvation Army, yeah. right? They would go donate their time, ring yep. bells. Well, I don't even know. I know it's early for this, but I don't even know if that's COVID kind of killed that. And now everything's online and digital and you Venmo and you scan the code. And do we need kettles and ringing bell? I don't, I don't just don't think it's much of a thing anymore, but some people want that hands-on thing. So, Mm. I mean, if, if your kids want to have a bake sale and Mm -hmm. bake cookies and go sit outside (laughs) wherever you get permission to do, I mean, whatever the case may be, you know, um, that's another way to, it's like I said earlier, tis the season. And if you're a person who likes to give yeah. and, and be contributive or uh, charitable, yeah. then it might be an opportunity where you could collaborate with cars for heroes, go to their website, cars, the number four heroes.org, yep. uh, reach out to, uh, the car Santa, Terry Franz, and maybe you guys can, cause it sounds like people do that anyway. They're, mm-hmm. it was originally just an event to give away some cars, but then somebody wanted to tag on and do toys and then do a hand. Yep. And then, yep. and then it turns into yeah, a big yeah. old festival of giving, which you know what? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what it's supposed to be about. Right. And so well, um, that's the big thing is they get to see where it goes. They, it doesn't just a check that, that comes through. Mm-hmm. They can come out and watch it, watch us do some good, or they can hand it to people, you know, and I look at people like yourself that you just start a podcast and you say, well, my, my crowd isn't big. Neither was mine 27 years right. ago. Right. Well, but, no, it's going to be big, but, Terry. It's yeah. going to be real big. Well, we'll help you get there. <laughs> when, when we get over 10 people watching, <laughs> no, watching and listening, uh, you know, something else I want to mention, too, just to give people ideas, because this is something that I wouldn't have thought of, but somebody did last year. They heard us on the radio, and they sent, a, sent, uh, sent me a, a message and said, we have everything we need. Our family, we'd usually do a gift exchange, but we don't need anything. All we're doing is we're all picking out a different sweater for each other or a candle or this or that, and we go spend 50 bucks on each other, and we don't need it. Mm-hmm. And we're wasting time. So instead of that, we're going to all take our 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever we would have spent on each other, and we're going to donate and make a, a donation of Cars for Heroes. And I don't remember, it was a couple thousand dollars, I think, total, that they just, that was their Christmas gift to each other, you know, was wow. they made that donation knowing they were, I mean, that provided a vehicle. If not a couple, possibly, you know, depending on what the vehicle was. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's Definitely, just another idea. I would so. imagine that money goes towards the refurbishing sure. of a vehicle Absolutely. because you're sure. already getting a, a broken down vehicle donated to you, but sure. it's then getting it back up and working. That's right. Right. Yeah, that could be financing sure. multiple Well, the, the problem things. is in this economy right now, because I've watched the different cycles. Believe me, we lived through the cash for clunkers where they're giving $4,000. The government's mm-hmm. giving it to a car that isn't worth 500 bucks. That's right. But about what that. we're going through now is we're we're not getting less cars, but we're getting more junk cars. Mm. Gotcha. And what that means is instead of spending three and four hundred dollars to fix it up, I might have to spend a grand because I still need the cars. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of that money is going to fixing up cars that people that was worth fifteen hundred dollars last year is now worth twenty eight hundred dollars because of the car market. And so yep. people sell them instead of giving them to us. Yeah, and, you know you can't blame people. Everybody's economic situation sure. is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it 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 costs us more. We need more money now to fix up the car so we can keep giving them. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it, it, but. You know, like I say, we survived cash for clunkers, and I was still here. Yeah, so we'll still be here when we figure out the economy thing. Uh huh. 
And it only takes something like this or something on Slacker's morning show at 101 The Fox or some TV show just for it to get in front of the right person. Right. The right person listening at the right time. So if you say... I'll I'll give you a for instance that was real weird um, that happened is I got a call a couple of years ago from some guy and he says, hey, uh, are you familiar with this YouTube channel? Well, I'm not real educated in the YouTube world. Okay, we're, we have videos up on YouTube. You can find them, but I didn't make a channel to where we're monetizing it. Yeah. I just throw up videos. That we sure. Do. So anyway, he says, these guys are selling T-shirts for cars for Christmas. They say they're raising money for you. Did you get the check? And I said, I've never heard of these guys, and I don't know who they are or what they're doing. Now, I've been doing fundraising for a long time that if they were fantastic at raising money and selling T-shirts, you know, what are they talking about, 500 bucks? Or, yeah. You know, yeah. It's not like it's going to be live or die. So anyway, I, I kind of blew them off because they were like tattletales telling me about some other website. So I, I said, I didn't, I, to be honest, I didn't even look on YouTube to see who they were or what they were all about. Mm-hmm. So anyway, two years later, just this last summer, I get the phone call from these guys again. They said, these guys are scamming every military charity in the nation. It's uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They scammed you. They're committing fraud. And I said, look, I get connections. I've given with attorney generals. Uh, I've been with the military. If somebody's defrauding me, you know, I can take care of it. I can figure it out. He said, well, they're under investigation. And I said, well. Under investigation with who? Yeah. Well, with our group. <laughs> oh, boy. And oh, so boy. I, so I'm saying, well, before, you know, I go after these guys, I said, I want to make sure that what you're saying is true. That's mm-hmm. all. You sure. know, I, you just, I get some phone call that says that you're being defrauded. These guys yeah. are scamming you. Mm-hmm. And they was telling me about how big they are and connections with Apple. And, you know, they were huge as far as I knew. The guys call me a couple of days later. They say, Terry, we got to apologize to you. We did a fundraiser two years ago, and we did it with Mindspring T-shirt company. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to, you know, like any business, we weren't out selling your T-shirts and mailing them. They handled everything. We're supposed to send you the check when they're done. They said, we just called over them to see why you didn't get the money, if this what this guy was saying is true. He said, they have a little escrow account over there for $730 that's yours. They didn't know where to send it. This was two years in the making. Two years in the $730. making. Seven hundred and thirty dollars. Seven hundred and thirty bucks. And so, me and being doing fundraising, I understand how they were doing things. I, if I had a T-shirt thing like that, I'd probably go to a company too and say, "Why do I want to mess with it? Just send me the money, and yeah. mm-hmm. we, we got the voice." So anyway, they threw in another three hundred bucks. They said, "We'll throw in and make it even thousand for the you know because we didn't know what was happening." Mm-hmm. And, and they said, you can call MindSpring, and they'll tell you the whole story. You know, it's not us making it so up. So this or, other guy who's tattling is thinking hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah, and yeah. it was 700 and many, and many other charities, Wounded Warriors and all this. I said, oh, well, geez. who at Wounded Warriors got defrauded? Because I know a lot of Wounded Warrior mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Well, they could never give me a name, stuff like that. So anyway, the minute I said okay, it was okay, they sent me a check, everything was good, and then these guys, are they, they obviously hated this YouTube channel. Mm. And I looked at them, and they have a YouTube channel that has 500 people subscribed to it. Okay. These guys had T-shirts. They're called Marfugal News. 230,000 subscribers. These guys aren't little. Okay. But they're not 
I, you know, I, we've talked, they're not big, you know, they're not mm-hmm. making a fortune like anybody. They're trying to build a business up. Sure. Um, but anyway, hmm. so they said, well, would you mind coming on our show and just call me? I was at Lake of the Ozarks. I said, we'll call you Monday night at such and such a time. And we can explain what happened. Just, and I said, well, it's been my experience. It's better left unsaid. You know, don't give these guys any more fuel to work with because it's obvious that they're haters. You know, yeah. they're, they're just, you could hear them spitting on the phone. They were so mad at this Marfugo guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Dex and Adam. Anyway, they said, well, I had a, we had a 1966 C10 pickup that's been totally restored. And so we raffled it off at a hundred bucks a, a ticket. And, uh, I knew where it was coming from because we, you know, we go on the radio and say, Hey, if you want to buy a ticket, blah, blah, blah. So they said, well, let's promote that. When we come on, we'll talk about the t-shirt thing and how it was a misunderstanding and, you know, honest mistake and try to help you out with cars for heroes. Okay. This was August. Okay. This last this last this August. August. This year, yeah. Okay. yeah. So we go on the radio, we explain it all. I get up at six o'clock in the morning. We've had $1,300 worth of raffle tickets sold across the nation. Okay. <laughs> and I had seven or eight cars donated across the nation. Maybe it was California, yeah. um, Kentucky. So I know it didn't come from our listening audience right here in right. Kansas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I called the guys. I said, hey, man, that was great. I said, you sold a bunch of raffle tickets, and they kept going. Now, uh, they they keep mentioning us on their show. Um <laughs> But they, we probably get three cars a week donated across the nation because of their listening audience. Isn't that like amazing? Say, That's incredible. Yeah. And it it's is. the same kind of thing. They were a little guy, and they said, hey, you know, if you want a YouTube channel, we'll show you. You've got all the videos there. We'll show you how to put it together and get it moving like we do and get mm-hmm. subscribers and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. And I said, we're going to have to wait till there's somebody smarter because i got enough jobs. Yeah. I don't have the people to do it. But yep. I said, I appreciate yep. the help. But it shows you sometimes – it might be your podcast that takes off, or it might be the uh, Marfugel News that, you know, mm-hmm. you're reaching 230,000 subscribers. Yeah. Now, they aren't all listening, but they see it during the week, and they, they do multiple shows. Yeah. So I told them, well, we'll give a car away on your on your show between now and Christmas okay. and kind of kick it off. But it opens the doors up again for us on a national basis where we, we get more and more. And, and on our application says, how do you hear about us? Well, yeah. when they put in Marfugel News, and I know, mm-hmm. okay, that's where it came from. And was 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 it not the winner of the truck? Yeah, was actually, one the, of their it was. She's in Georgia. Yeah. So they do this like computerized, put everybody in the thing, spin the wheel yeah, on the it's computer, a randomizer. random, right. yeah, random thing. We to did draw. that, and her name came up, and it was a, her name was Fall Geeky. Out of all names, you think <laughs> Fall? People were thinking, oh, I'm not uh, laughing at your name, Fall. I'm sorry. This? Yeah. What kind of scam is this? And I said, and the, Brian said. If we we're going to scam somebody, we wouldn't have fall geeky. We right. Yeah, it sounds like a made-up name. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, she was from Canton, Georgia, and she was listening to Marfugel News is why they bought a raffle ticket. And she <laughs> ended up randomly winning. So <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The, we, the car went out to Georgia last week, and uh, she was excited to get it. But, uh, you know, one little thing like Marfugel News pops out, and it's a yeah. weird way how we connected, but... You connect, and we just keep growing. So who is going to be the listener of the Papa Ron podcast yeah, that is go. going to have an impact on Cars for Heroes? I'm challenging you right now, and Ooh. a little bit a little bit can go a long way. So, so, somebody donates a car that we can fix up and give away. We'll come back on your podcast, and we'll give it away on the podcast. How that, does that work? I, 
Done. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But, yeah. but what I was ultimately trying to do is say, hey, like if there's a way that people can contribute, yeah. um, then it helps not only towards the you know refurbishing of the car or getting it safe to drive, you know, but it's ultimately sure. it's changing lives. And um, and so it, it would be greatly appreciated if you would consider if you're looking for something to contribute to during the holiday season consider cars for heroes mm-hmm. absolutely so all right well we're gonna wrap this up this has been a really fun conversation i appreciate you driving where does how far did you drive to get here no i live i live out in olathe so it was, oh about you know, 30 minutes yeah, then all right most, yeah. all right well some people it's quite a jaunt to yeah. get to rp global <laughs> headquarters <laughs> i love saying that all right so for jillian greg and our guest the car santa Terry Franz. I'm Ronnie Phillips. That's episode 23 of the Papa Ron Podcast. You've been listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, hit subscribe now and tell your friends on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and other social platforms. To participate on the show, leave a message with your comments or questions by calling or texting 816-558-6389. That's 816-558-6389. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Papa Ron Podcast. Papa Ron Podcast. Oh.